Blog Talk Radio.
again, I want to welcome everyone to another episode on this Five Smooth Stone platform. This is Brother Seth. And, uh, yeah, that's how I'm feeling tonight. Need the Father to just need to see his face, need to hear his voice. It's not a religious song. It's very real. And I love the cry, the way she sing that song. That that inner cry to just hear from the Father and hear His instructions and get His strength. Because I need it tonight, folks. I'm sure you do too. It's a lot of challenging times around us, isn't it? A lot of challenges for um, just really anybody, but especially in America right about now. Uh, so much going on. Not just COVID-19. Just so much going on. So I love that 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 heartfelt cry to just have the Father's presence. Of course, thank the Father we're no longer in the Old Testament where we have to go past the outer court and the inner court uh, and then have a, a lamb slain in that fashion anyway. But there has been a lamb that has been slain uh, and uh, who has come to this earth, we believe, died for our sins. It made it possible for us to communicate with this this Elohim, this this God, this being we call Yah. And so tonight we praise Yah, we say hallelujah, we praise Yah because of him sending the Son to make it possible for us to have a relationship with him. And being the Lamb slain once and for all for uh, our sins, uh, that we may have a relationship with him. So now it's a matter of faith, believing in this salvation story and having the boldness of the scripture says to enter boldly into the throne room, boldly in the name of Yeshua. Some of you say Yeshua, some of you say Yahweh, some of you say Jesus. We thank the Most High for this Jesus, this Yahweh. Uh, that was obedient even unto death. We thank Yah for pulling it off, for sending him. Hallelujah. Again, thank you for tuning into the Five Stone Network. I'm Brother Seth. Tonight, tonight, what do we have? We have the bishop again in the house, uh, the one and only pioneer, Hebrew Israelite pioneer, Bishop R.A. Campbell, is being interviewed tonight. I will go, home, go ahead and read the show's description where everybody will have an idea of what's going on. Some of you just call the phone number the week, and you just loyal like that. Some of you have been doing that since 2011. We thank you for that loyalty tonight, along with our my, uh, biological family that's been following us as well. Um, this is what I sent out to many of you. The title of the show tonight is Hebrew Israelite Pioneer Bishop Ari Campbell Interview Part 3. Tonight, Tuesday, 5-26-20, I put finale. Of course, if we, we'll see about that, but, but so far, I think this should be the final show. We'll see, though. The highly regarded Israelite teacher shares more information on how America isn't Babylon and more. I went on to say, join this episode on the Five Zone Network where Bishop R.A. Campbell is guest. I went on to say, that our seasoned panelist has taught for years, like millions of others, that America is Babylon, which makes for an interesting show. Our callers will also weigh in 
to this respectful Q&A. And we thank the Most High for our callers. They're all over the world. Well, not all over the world, but they're in certain parts of the world, and for sure, all over the United States. So, there you have it, folks. There you have it. And this is the Five Slipstone Network again, and I just want to thank every single one of y'all for your time. You could be doing so many other things tonight, uh, but you are with us. And tonight, uh, I want to ask uh, right off the bat those panelists that are in the house that's going to be on the show that want to be on the show because we have said that we wasn't uh, going to press the issues for the panelists to be here. If they want to come, fine, because we're going to let the bishop roll. We're going to let the bishop roll. We're going to let the bishop roll tonight, okay? And uh, so tonight will be a little bit different. Last week, uh, we kind of was caught off guard by the bishop and uh, Elder Rick. Uh, uh, we had one thing we had mentioned to them we was going to do, and then in the middle of the show, we couldn't do that, and that was to engage the bishop. Um, they let us know they didn't want that. We didn't know that was supposed to be that way, and so we apologized, even though we didn't do anything wrong. We did what we normally do in the five schools on network. You come on this network, we go back and forth, and uh, that's how it's been, but the bishop didn't want to do that. So a lot of people interpreted me cutting the bishop off also a lot, which is exactly what it, it was happening. Of course that was happening, but that's what I do with all the guests. We always say, hold on a second, someone has a question or comment. Oh, hold on, let me ask you this. Oh, hold on, let me ask you that. Well, the bishop didn't want that. We didn't know that. So uh, we're not going to do that again tonight. We've got rules in place. We're not going to be changing the rules. The rules are let the bishop talk. And when you do uh, 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 ask your questions, let them be questions. And so that's what's happening tonight. We're going to ask some questions only, okay? If we disagree with him, we'll have another show. We'll talk about maybe... Um, Reactions to Bishop R.A. Campbell, something like that, if we even do that. You know? Bad, uh, what a lot of y'all don't understand is we don't have to be hurt that bad, though, folks. We do this every week. We don't have to be disagreeing with the Bishop. We just thought that that's what he already knew that we was going to be doing. So, again, I apologize to those of you that interpreted my actions last week as disrespectful. I would not bring on the one and only Bishop R.A. Campbell to... Uh, in any way disrespect him, okay? That's just how we do our show last week, and so now we know how he rolls. So, okay, but just know that on this Five Foot Stone Network, when the bishop is on, you'll hear the very next guest. We're going to be asking questions throughout their interview, and they'll defend or, uh, you know, uh, or, or whatever they want to respond, okay? So I, I'm only addressing this because a lot of y'all, I think, interpret this disrespect because you didn't know that we had already told the bishop and uh, Elder Rick uh, uh, that. But, but then again on the show, I even said tonight, bishop, is going to be different. I even said this at the beginning of the show. Just like I'm talking right now, I said this last week. So, anyway, let's not hold it up and we'll get it going here. Again, if you missed last show or the part one, because last week was part two, you can Google these shows. Uh, uh, they're on uh, any of the browsers, uh, any browser you have, just simply Google Files on Blog Talk Radio. You'll be able to get um, all of our shows ready. We've done over 460 shows, and uh, you'll be able to get all of those shows if you just simply go to Files on Blog Talk Radio. 
Um, also, I want to encourage everybody to follow the show. Some of you are new. Uh, you're new. You're following. You maybe follow Bishop Campbell. Or you're following somebody, or maybe you just somebody found out uh, about the Five Six Phone Network um, via all of the different venues. Uh, many of you are with different groups. Um, so follow us. Follow us. Anytime we do shows, you get uh, reminders sent directly to you. All you got to do is click on that link that you that you come up on. Or that someone sent you. Click on that link where it says follow and just log in. And you just have to uh, log in with Facebook or Twitter. It won't send any, it won't remember your password. Blog Talk, don't do that. And it'll send a reminder to you every single time we're on. It's just that simple, folks. It's just that simple. Okay? So, um, trying to make sure we got everything covered. Again, if you're going to be in the house and you want to speak, just press one if you are a uh, uh, panelist. Um, I know um, Brother Leonard, I'm just going to go ahead and shout out to you if you want to be on as a panelist tonight, because I don't think our panelists are going to be in the house tonight, folks. I think a lot of them is just going to let the bishop roll tonight. We never, ever, ever have done it in 400 shows. Never. We always, always, always have our panelists on. But tonight, they're letting the bishop roll. Just, that's just show you how much respect we do have. So... Let's go ahead and get this bishop on. Play a little bit of this Jermaine Hawkins. We'll bring him on shortly here, folks. Give us about a minute here. Give us about a minute. What shall I do? What steps should I take? What moves should Bishop. Okay, sorry about that. Sorry about that. Okay, so uh, we'll go to another. Um, I don't see their number. They're not in the house yet. Ryan Lake. Okay, while we're waiting on them to, we start at eight o'clock, folks. Got to be on time. While they're while we're waiting on the bishop to come, uh, those of you that's going to be on the show, um, if you want to be a panelist, press one. Otherwise, I'm just going to treat you as a caller. But treat everybody tonight as a caller. If you don't press one, I see Brother Leonard in the house, and I think Pastor Chris. Yeah, again, if you don't want to be on the panelist, press one. Um, otherwise, we'll teach you to call. I might as well treat everybody as a caller pretty much because we're limited to court, just questions tonight. But we're going to hear a lot from Bishop Campbell. And, uh, folks, just for the record, Bishop Campbell is no joke. Bishop R.A. Campbell is no joke. This man is in his 80s. He has been... Um, doing this for a very long time before this whole Israelite Hebrew Israelite explosion, 
there was Bishop Campbell doing his thing, uh, teaching, teaching, teaching. And and we, we keep talking about how America is in Babylon, but Bishop Campbell can teach on hundreds of topics. And so that's kind of the uh, unfortunate thing for a lot of you listeners. And so I don't know how devoted he is to staying with this topic tonight, but I'm hoping to get into some other things. We can talk about the feast days. We can talk about just several things. Um, we got a hand that just went up. Somebody have a question already. We'll come to the Erico 903 279 here in a second. But y'all, listen. Tonight, let's question the bishop, especially of the things he's talking about tonight. But if you think of something with regards to the Hebrew Israelites or Hebrewism versus Christianity, ask the bishop. Ask him. It's okay. Um, I did get a text earlier where he said that, uh, let me just make sure we're, we're lined up with what he's saying. This is what he said earlier. He sent this to me. And I'm going to read this to everybody so you'll know what he's saying. Okay, y'all. Y'all not going to believe this. Oh, my goodness. I just got a message that the bishop is not feeling good. Oh, goodness, 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 goodness. Okay. Just got a message. I guess this is a sudden thing because they know. Oh, my goodness. Okay. I just got a message that says, Brother Seth, unfortunately, the bishop is not feeling well and is going to have to reschedule for next week. Sorry for any inconvenience. And I got this message now. <laughs> so, um, I mean, sometimes things just happen. Um, oh, my goodness. Well, this is what we do. We just got to keep it rolling. Again, folks, I don't know if y'all heard me, but the Bishop Campbell, Ari Campbell, is not going to be on tonight. He's not feeling good. That was just sent to me by Elder Rick. So I guess he's going to try to make it. Uh, the reason why I'm, I'm assuming he waits the last minute is because he's going to try to make it anyway. But anyway, let's look at the phone lines and see what this question is. Um, uh, uh, Brother Leonard, if that's your number, you're in the house. And, and uh, Pastor Chris, uh, it may just be you guys for tonight. Um, so go ahead and uh, press one if that is your number. So many people in the house to hear the bishop will be very disappointed. But uh, anyway, let's look at the phone lines. Echo 903 279. Go ahead with your question or comment, please. Uh, yes, sir. This is Kimwin Castleberry. Uh, I just wanted Hello, to Hello, Brother Castleberry. How you doing? Long time no hear from. Hey, hey, brother. Uh, I wanted to know what was next uh, from the bishop. Uh, I know he ain't going to be able to make it in tonight. But uh, after this pandemic, he said in the, the first uh, meeting, or might have been the second, I'm not sure, that he was going to let us know what to expect next. And I wanted to hear his uh, his opinion on that. So, but that was my that was basically my only question, man. Yeah, I, um, that would be a very very qu- good question. You always do that. You always call and uh, and um, and put someone on my Southern Casper all the way in Tyler, Texas. Uh, so I appreciate your spirit first of all. But yes, that would have been a very good question. Next week we were supposed to have on another guest, uh, Sister Only Love from New York, whose uh, whose book is uh, I just got two copies of a book today. Uh, but we'll see what we're gonna do, folks. We're probably gonna have to have the bishop on next week out of respect for him and cancel, recancel. I mean, reschedule Sister Only Love for the following week. But yeah, uh, Brother Castleberry, uh, that would have been a good question. Let me ask you this though, since I got you on the line, and uh, you. Uh, been listening to the bishop, um, uh, 
one of those is that, that that actually know what he's going to be talking about. Let me ask you a question. What do you think of what uh-huh. he said so far? Oh, well, yeah, it was different. Um, I uh, When I came into this truth, I'm basically coming under a One West uh, uh, understanding uh, view on, in the scriptures. And just to hear it from another angle, uh, and and really, as he as he broke it down, it kind of sounds seventy, like you know, <laughs> uh, like it's like it's before the One West even really got their thing going. You know, it's like it's from the sixties or something. Like that was the understanding in the beginning, and we evolved into the One West we got today. Uh, it really sounds, you know, I mean, you know, like it's not new, new, but it's something we haven't heard before. <laughs> But uh, it's you know like as, as if he's one of the pioneers of when this thing truth just came out. You know it sounds like it's fresh and ancient or something. I'm not ancient, but you know in the beginning of it, you know. And I really enjoy that, man. Uh, you know that's all I knew is the one West understanding of, of the scriptures. So uh, it really sounded foreign, is what I'm saying. Uh, I wanted what to hear more of foreign. You, you specifically remember anything that sounded foreign? Well, uh, when he mentioned the uh, Europe uh, being Babylon instead of America, uh, uh-huh. yes, and uh, that was uh, another angle that I didn't kind of put together. Um, let's see, what else did he say? Uh, he mentioned, uh, well, he was doing a lot of arguing. <laughs> But uh, kind of, you know, that's Paul Paul. You know what I'm saying? I could just, you know, I got a Paul Paul just like that, man. Uh, <laughs> yeah, he just yeah, wanted, we, was you know. to, we was trying to address <laughs> that. I'm glad you, I'm glad you said that. And don't, don't lose your train of thought. We're just making conversation here. Uh, but I hope people understand those of you that's not around a lot of elderly people that 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 type of uh, that's how a lot of our elders are. They feel like I'm right, you wrong, shut up. And sometimes, if you be honest, some of us less older than him in our uh, 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 60s and 50s, we, we say that to our kids as well. So y'all hope y'all overlook that. But never, nevertheless, it is disrespect. It truly, truly is disrespect. And it feels like disrespect. But as a matter of fact, one of our panelists said they will not ever come on when the bishop is on again because of that. But I tried to explain to this person how that's just a lot about elders are, but a lot of people ain't going to tolerate that. They don't care how old you are. They, they feel, and that's why a lot of our young people don't respect them. I'm not trying to throw the bishop on the bus. I'm trying to get an understanding here, let people understand why I, uh, in my own, as, as moderator in this period of the show, why I come after the bishop the way I did last week when I said things like, you know, we can't talk to people like that. Because at the end of the day, folks, folks like to feel good. If you disrespect them, they don't care what you know until they know how much you care. As the old saying goes, people don't care how much you know until yeah, they know yes, how much yes, you sir. care. But he is a good man. He is a good man. I can vouch for him. If you met him, you would not think anything like I'm saying because he is definitely, definitely a person that love, uh, uh, that that's full of love. It's just that he's hard. And a lot of us just not used to that, but but those people are in our nation as well. Go ahead, Brother Casper. Uh, well, you know, it's uh it's the same personality is what I kinda got from it. Uh the bishop is definitely, you know, a real man and uh uh you could tell that same 
influences on this other side also. You know, those are men too. Um, and, you know, the bishop, you know, I'm sure raised up men in this household too to, to speak his mind too, you know. <laughs> so, I mean, it's just kind of bulls button horns is what I kind of got from it, you know. Uh, but, yeah, elders uh, should go ahead and get the spotlight, I imagine. Uh, he's not, you know, used to the, the show. So, uh, if he was used no, to no, the no, show. No, 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 hold on, hold on a second. Correction. He is used to the spotlight now. I, I, what, I, what I mean, your show, the five smooth songs. Uh, right, 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 right. Mm-hmm. Right, yeah, right, so. and and like Sister Natasha, I think that Sister Natasha mentioned last week about them taking it to a different form, and he needs to go to another form. He needs to be on on the big the big shows, but um, of course, like I'm hoping that they'll have somebody with him because it's not going to work unless somebody's with them. And when somebody at uh, at one of these big networks is talking to you, interviewing you, and they ask you a question, you can't be talking about something you can't answer their question. If you're going to be on their show, they're going to run their show the way they run their show. And so, But here, we, we know him. I know him anyway. And I love him, and I was willing to change my whole format for him. And we'll do it again next week and whenever he comes on. But in the future, with the future ventures, uh, venues, you can't, you can't do that. And folks, again, if you haven't heard Bishop Campbell cancer, he is not feeling well, according to Elder Rick, who sent me a text about, oh, about 10 minutes ago. And so I guess he's going to try to wing it all the way up to the showtime to see. So we do forgive him for the lateness of letting us know because we think he was trying to come on. That's just how the bishop is. But um, uh, 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 go ahead. I cut you off, uh, uh, Brother Castro. I just want to just say that to those just tuning in there. Okay. Uh, What specific things? things, uh, Again, I don't. You don't have to just hang on the line here with me. But I'm just questioning you because of some comments you made. But what did you find that was different, and why do you? uh, I mean, just uh, what do you think of when he talks about how America is too young to be Babylon? Right, 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 right. It's almost um, that's what I was saying. Like the understanding he has. Almost like when you hear about the Israelites, how it all started and came up, it's almost like he's one of those brothers or something. You know what I mean? Because understanding uh, uh, one of those brothers, like when it uh, when this Hebrew movement uh, that we were the biblical Hebrew Israelites, when this movement kind of started up in America, you know, they had a uh, a few of them, a few different, you know, versions of Prophet Crowder. And uh, yeah, yeah, and. Uh, there's one guy that the one West kind of sprang up from, uh, but but my point is is that when you hear the bishop, you know, and how he breaks it down, he kind of sounds like he's from that time period. You know what I mean? Uh, and it's foreign because uh, one West has kind of excelled here in America. A lot of us, you know, pretty much say that America's Babylon, and uh, and we use the scriptures and what we believe the scriptures are saying to prove it. And uh, well, when he used this, it, it was just, you know, it was something new to me, and I wanted more of it. Yeah, and that's where I'm at. Uh, it kind of started to repeat in a way, and that tells me when someone repeats, you kind of not exhaust them, but you're getting kind of down to the barrel maybe, like, you know, um, not that they don't have anything else, because if you say this or think of something else, and 
that's how a lot of older older people are. They can go and go and go. So I'm not trying to say that's all he had, but uh, as we engage him, I'm sure there would have been a lot more proof as to why he's America was Babylon. But pretty much he was saying that he's too young, he don't have money, and so forth. But I like kind of what uh, uh, Pastor Chris was saying, you know, that it could be like a spirit of Babylon, a Babylonian-type spirit. Like, you don't have to just stay one place like it was in, in Iraq at one point. Uh, but uh, one thing I want to say, and I'm just talking to you since you're on the line with me, and I know you, you're, not, you're not new to this show, so I'm kind of just hanging out with you. Because, again, folks, a lot of our panelists just absolutely is not in the house because they, one was offended by the bishop, the other ones feel like they'll just be callers, and they'll come in a little later on tonight. If they even come on, they people just want them to just go for it. A lot of them want him just to just share tonight, and they would either not ask questions or ask questions after he, after he went for a while. So that's where my panelists said. Uh, again, you may have a few of them show up, um, but for the most part, they're gonna probably listen to the archives to the show. But um, and again, we got Brother Casabiri. I'm talking to right now on the line from Tyler. Just a caller, like some of you, press one, and you can talk with me as well. I uh, talked with Brother Seth as well on this five was on there with tonight. The bishop, since he has canceled, we're just talking with the brothers and sisters uh, on the phone line, as callers and any panelists if, if that, that will uh, that will show up tonight. But uh, here's where I'm at with the bishop and his delivery and his uh, presentation. Number one, again, um, I think he is uh, a power to be reckoned with. Number one, I think he is. Uh, he, I listen to older people because they've been, been been at it longer. But what I get from him is perhaps America is not Babylon all by itself. He says it's the European Union. Then he asked the first thing he said. Then he started talking about the Catholic Church being Babylon. So I would like to ask him that question myself. Clarify, what do you mean? The European Union in one breath, he says it's Babylon. Then he said the Catholic Church. I think America is, 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 is uh, 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 Brother Casimir, I think America is so close to those two. How can you how can you divide them? How can you divide right, them? Right, right, right. And I want everybody to yeah, understand we, something. Go ahead. No, no, no. Exactly your point. Uh, we wait to hear his answer on that uh, and how he's putting it all together. Uh, but he never quite finished it, you know. But uh, I was thinking it like as if. The European Union is going to be one big entity, and uh, the Catholic Church will be the leading religion over that entity. That's what I was thinking. They was one of the same. Babylon and the Catholic Church, they're together. That's what I was thinking. Right, when he was right. I mean, uh, Catholicism, if Catholicism is Babylon, like he say, again, this is the bishop talking. If he believes uh-huh. the Catholic Church is that whore, okay? Yes. Uh, the, the the woman, that girl, he called it that girl. Well, black. <laughs> if if she's black Babylon, on the forehead. Uh huh. With 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 the on the forehead, Babylon. The, uh, so my point is, in America, is not Catholicism king. Is it not Catholicism king? Even if you have, like he says. She's the big whore, and the little whores is the Sunday day, Sunday churches. He's, that's what he says. The Sunday churches huh. are all part of her, even though we're pro- protesting her because we're Protestant. We're protesting Protestant, protesting the Catholic Church. We don't believe in working for 
your salvation. So we disagree with them. We still have their Easter, their Christmas, all of their holidays, all of their rituals, and so he calls the Sunday churches the little whore. That is Bishop Campbell. Now, I was going to ask him about that. I know he don't believe that those Sunday churches are all um, evil or, you know, not the Father ain't in, the, right. in them. I, I want him to make clarify that because when you say Babylon is, um, when you say Babylon, folks don't know what you mean when you say Babylon is the Catholic Church and that these Sunday churches are the little whores. She's the big whore, and the Sunday churches in America is the little whores. You have to clarify yourself because you sound like you're saying you don't believe in the in the in the Sunday churches. But I want, I know he do because he has friends. I know personal friends that we both know, uh, like his friend in Christ Emmanuel. I know he believes in Elder Mary and, and, and Bishop Bantley over there, Christ Emmanuel. So I wanted him to say that for the people, so the people can hear. For those who don't know him. And that's hearing it for the first time, it does sound like he's just coming down and he don't believe in the Sunday churches. He may not believe in them worshiping on Sunday. I understand that versus the Shabbat. I understand that for sure. But, I mean, the Father, no matter what day of the week and where you're at, if you're worshiping at him, you're calling on him, and your heart is right, that's who he is looking for, not so much what day you're doing it on. There's, right, a lot right. of ignorance. There's a lot of people doing stuff out of ignorance. If the father wants to hold something against them, well, you're not working on the right day, or you're not this, or you just got through lying, or you just got through cheating, then none of us would make it. So I want him to clarify that, just hit that a little bit. So I have some questions myself for him. And uh, again, everybody, those of you just tuning in, I'm just talking to a caller, uh, uh, Brother Casterberry from Tyler, Texas. Uh, this is the Five Suits on Network. Bishop R.A. Campbell has canceled for today. He is not feeling well per Elder Rick, and uh, we just going uh, to go ahead and just share and talk about some of the things that was talked about in Part 1 and Part 2. That's what we're going to go with this right now, unless the Spirit says different. So if you're on the phone lines, you have a question or comment about what you heard over the last two shows, whether or not you agree with the bishop or disagree, now will be a time to press 1. Again, now will be a time to press 1. Go ahead, uh, uh, Brother uh, Casper. I, I didn't want to cut you off, but I just had to just kind of get that in. Oh, yeah, no, no problem, brother. Uh, Mr. Uh, well, the bishop said one thing that, that when it comes to the Sunday churches that, I, that really got my attention. Uh, he said we post some love on them. <laughs> you know, just love on them. They, they didn't wake up like we have. Uh, but he, instead of arguing with them, that's, he, that's when he's really getting into it with old boy. Uh, and going back and forth, but basically he don't he don't want to argue with them. He just said love on them. You know what I'm saying? That they, they ain't got the understanding, and uh, that was a powerful little message. You know, uh, that hit me. That bitch said. So I wanted to throw that in there. Well, I don't know. I don't want to call you other Casper, but brother Casper, listen, all the way there in Tyler, Texas, listen, brother. I don't really understand, uh, and maybe some of y'all can hear me on the phone lines, and then folks in the chat room is now open line. Um, also, if you want to make your comments there. But listen, I really don't understand the animosity among a lot of the Hebrew Israelites uh, against the Sunday churches. Again, Sunday oh. churches is really our village, to tell you the truth, not the churches on the Shabbat. There's only a few churches on the Shabbat that meet. That's not our village. That's not where everybody's at. Everybody is in the 
in some place on Sunday morning between the t- between I don't know nine a.m. to three. Where as a people is in these churches on Sunday? Is it the Shabbat? I don't think so. I don't believe that. I think it was on Saturday. But when people seek the Most High and they and they really do what they're supposed to do. The Father is not going to say, well, this is the wrong day. I can't accept that worship. You know, you should. I mean, let's say they did meet on, on the Shabbat. If they had an additional service on Sunday, just just met again twice on, on the Shabbat and on Sunday. Is the Father going to say, I'm only going to show up on Saturday? Some people don't really use their brains with this. I'm not necessarily talking about the bishop. I'm talking about a lot of the Hebrew Israelites over the years have really been very harsh on people that worship on Sundays. And I don't get it because they're more intact. They're more they're they're more productive. Yes they are. Yes they are. Mm. Yes they are. In terms of if you look at the people that meet on Saturday that meet on Sunday, you gotta be kidding. There's more done ministry wise. They just don't have certain truth words with regards to who we are as a people. A lot of them are not active out in the community uh, with this, that, and the other. And, and that's, that can be said of all so-called African-Americans. No matter what right, you worship, right. what you worship, we're just not protesting like we should against the cops killing our boys and against racism, against the uh, prison population, uh, 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 the whole, the, the, everything surrounding prison. I mean, we're not we're not speaking out for the pain of our people. If you just want to use that, I mean, none of us passed the test. So, I guess what I'm trying to say is, I don't get the animosity from the Hebrew Israelite community, uh, brother, uh, that they have towards the church. I don't get it. What do you mean you gotta love them? You gotta love them. Of course you gotta love them. Of course you gotta love them. These are our people. You're talking right. about roughly 40 million people. What do you mean? Of course we got to love them. And, and I mean, and truth of the matter is, the way I look at it, this is how I look at it. Uh, and I want to know your take on this. And again, folks, if you have any questions or comments, you want to join the conversation or have any questions of any of the shows you've heard previously, maybe you agree with the bishop that Babylon is is, is in America. Well, where do you believe Babylon is, uh, callers? Uh, what, where do you think it is or uh, what is Babylon? Okay, if you don't believe that America is, but uh, uh, just just uh, just answer this, this brother uh, Cassidy here. I just don't understand why folks so hard on the Sunday churches because of them worshiping on Sunday. They're worshiping. They just need to worship Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. All well, of the well, days, all all the days of the week. But, but because you worship on Sunday, it's kind of like the whole thing with. Uh, Christmas. I'm a little different. People get on me all the time. Oh, you believe? I don't. I'm believe noticing, in, uh, I, I don't. I don't believe. I feel like I. I feel like people don't see the spirit behind things. It's like Christmas is a pagan holiday. I get it. I get the 25th of December. I understand. But the wicked don't own the 25th of December. The wicked don't own Easter Day, the day of Easter. If you want to celebrate the Savior resurrecting on Easter. I don't have a problem with it. Just make sure you do it every day of the year. I, I don't like lining up. I don't like the Easter eggs and all of that, paying homage to uh, uh, the, the one sex goddess. I can't think of her name, but I'm saying I, I understand the, the evil behind those days, but you can't 
They don't own that day. If you want to worship the birth of Christ along with the world and celebrate it on Christmas, fine. But don't be putting up no Xmas and don't be putting up no Santa Claus and don't be putting up no reindeer. But if you want to genuinely celebrate the birth of Christ on the 25th, I don't understand why people feel like you can't do it on that day. If you can do it any other day, but don't do it on that day, you can be lined up with the pagans. It don't make no sense. I don't believe in going out and making people rich. But if you're going to go make people rich the 20th of December, you're all at the mall buying all kind of stuff. If you're on the 25th, you don't want to go because you don't give in the paganism. It don't make no sense to me. I don't get it. Same amount of folks go to the mall on the 25th, the same amount of people go to the mall on the 20th. It's just, it's just some of this stuff we're just not thinking through. And we look very, uh, anyway, it's a little bit off, but it's still the spirit behind is what I'm trying to say. It's the spirit behind. Your thoughts? Yeah, well, you are you hitting it on the head, uh, the nail on the head. But uh, the one Israelite community, what we have in Christianity, because uh, for one, that's a lot of us come from Christianity. So naturally, you know, our family members, our mothers, grandparents, cousins, are all there. Uh, they are pretty much traditional beliefs. Uh, uh, it's uh, nothing has changed. We have, well, what we believe. Uh, we, we uh, have snapped out of that sleep And we believe that they're still Sleeping that same Dream that we've been having Since they first gave us that slave Bible um, uh, Basically they're, they're limited In their knowledge when they can learn so much more uh, But it's Really interpretation of The scriptures itself That's, that's uh, backwards And we try to reveal the, the, the mystery of the scriptures how to, how to really look at it Instead of through the eyes of the European uh, But they refuse to They like it the way they like it And uh, and that's where the difficulty comes uh, it, it says come out of her my people Well a lot of us uh, Are separated with come out of her As in flee in America Or come out of her in the understanding That's around Now when Bishop talk about the Catholic uh, playing a role in Babylon, I, I fear the worst myself, and, and agreeing with the bishop that it's that doctrine that's going to just go rampant amongst our people if they don't get out of it. I really do feel like that. Because as long as they don't think that they are special to the Most High, uh, and, the, and these famous million dollar pastors are, are preaching we all the same, the same doctrine, then they, they stuff. I mean, there's no waking up for them. He's going to keep them asleep. And if they don't want to listen, right. it, it upsets us. I guess my thing, Brother Casper, again, y'all, Brother Casper is just a caller, an extended call. I just allow him <laughs> to just hang on the line because we got this cancellation from the bishop. Anybody want to come on the phone line and join us is fine. We're just talking about Bishop R.A. Campbell, what he has shared. Uh, we kind of got, we probably going to do a show anyway, we're talking about. Um, Part one and part two, uh, and just talk about him in general. But uh, after he was after he was dust, he was supposed to come on tonight, and probably next week or in some time in the future, we're going to talk about these shows. But uh, we're just doing it now since he canceled tonight. Um, we really appreciate the bishop coming on and coming on next week. Hopefully, uh, we're just sharing what we've gleaned from what he have produced the last two shows. Again, I respect him dearly, and I think he's ahead of a lot of us in a lot of a lot of areas. This bishop can talk hundreds of topics, uh, go very, very extensive, y'all. I'm telling y'all out of experience when I used to go to this 
church, his, his assembly there in um, um, his assembly presides over there in Cincinnati. We go over that upper room, we'll be up there for hours, hours and hours, and this brother can just go, 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 go in any topic. You name the topic, justification, righteousness, the Hebrewism, how it all started of the blood. I mean, these days, you just name Bishop Campbell can go, go, go. We haven't gotten but just a little tiny sampling of him. But we're just talking about that sample we've got from him. And this is uh, Brother Casper from Tyler, Texas, again on the line, just in case you just tune into the Boston Zone Network. But anyway, um, I just want to say this again. Uh, we're talking about the churches, those of you just tuning in, because I have uh, Brother Casper, I keep having people tuning in, so i got to say these things so they won't be lost when they don't hear a bishop. Uh, we're just talking about some of the comments the bishop made uh, about America not being. Uh, uh, Babylon, and now we're talking about a lot of Hebrew Israelites, the harshness that, uh, that not that the bishop was saying, he did make a comment about the Babylon being uh, the Catholic Church, the big whore, and the little whore, out of his mouth, he said, the little whores are these Sunday churches. That kind of is where we're at in our conversation now, and we're talking about what does he mean by that, because we're going to ask him if he's not on tonight. But uh, I just think a lot of Hebrew Israelites, not necessarily the bishop, is really hard on these churches. I don't even know if I would call them Sunday worshipers. I don't even know if I would just nickname somebody that's really trying to pursue the Most High a name like that. I don't know if I would give them that name. I, w I don't like calling people right. names. Just like if right. I call them I just don't know because these are people that have a relationship with the Most High. I mean, this was me for most of my adult life. Yes. And I was serious with my relationship with the Father. Yes, I was messing up and falling and all that, like a lot of y'all. But my heart was there. you got to be very careful touching, touching the Most High's anointed. After all, brothers and sisters, they are Israel too. Be very careful touching people whose heart is after the Most High, who's pursuing the Most High, but they just don't happen to know we Israel. And some of y'all don't do a very good job in presenting that fact. You don't arm, you're not armed with truth, and you're not able to really share with any uh, 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 with any type of delivery that will convince people. Hold on, hold on, it's a little noise there. Hold on, everybody. Uh, El Castro got a little noise there. It's only our time. open. <laughs> yeah, so remember that. Uh, but uh, anyway, we got another hand that went up, and so we'll bring on. We got another. Uh, let me just go up, up the phone line really quick, uh, uh, Brother Castro. Hold on one second. It's maybe a panelist. Area code 682 Your line is open. Who am I speaking with? Reverend Chris, how you doing, Seth? Hey, what's up? What's going on, Pastor Chris? How you doing, brother? Welcome to the Five Foot Talk. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm late. I was on a conference call and I just got off. That's okay. Everybody know you the business, Pastor Fort Worth. It's, it's good to see you in the house. I don't know if you heard <laughs> now, but Elder, um, the, but Bishop, Bishop R. A. Campbell canceled due to health, so uh, we're just kind of winging it. Uh, there's a lot to talk about. We're going to talk. We're going to do a show anyway, talking about uh, a bishop, uh, just the responses from R. A. Campbell later on. But I guess we have to do it tonight. So we'll talk about some of the things he shared in part one and part two, and make sure you keep the noise down, uh, 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 Pastor Chris. 
Uh, but we're just talking about some of the things he said. Uh, the last thing we're talking about is when he said uh, Babylon was uh, the Catholic Church, the big whore, and the little whores is the Sunday churches. I don't think he was that was a slight at the churches because he got too many brothers and sisters and friends that I know for sure in the Sunday churches. And I don't think he meant they wasn't people of the Most High, because he even said, "You, we are protest." He said, "Y'all are protesting them, meaning you're Protestants. Protestants meaning uh, everybody that's not necessarily Catholic per se. They're Baptists, Holiness, Methodists, but you're still part of that system, and that you still have to eat the Christmas." And that's a little noise again, again, kind of covering the mic, y'all, if you're moving around. But uh, this mic's are really okay. sensitive, y'all. So, um, okay. Anyway, uh, Pastor Chris, we just kind of comment on that. Who he, why he feels like he feels about uh, America being uh, not the, the, the whore. Uh, uh, commenting on different things he said. Um, this, this is pretty much what's going on right now. I'm talking about a lot of Hebrew Israelites and the attitude they have towards a lot of Sunday churches. And I was telling the brother uh, Casper here, this is the core of our people. And these a lot, everybody in these Sunday churches is not... You know, I don't know what we should think because somebody was on Sunday. Again, I hear some noise, everybody. Again. It's just the two of y'all, so. Um, hold on a second. Can you hear me? Pastor Chris, that's your line. you got to watch it. No, 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 that's you, uh, uh, Elder Casper, Brother Casper. Say that right there. Uh, that can movement, we can, can hear Can you hear me? Yeah, we can hear that. We feel like it's moving or something. Okay, so I'm 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 uh, leave the line open. Yeah. Watch the noise. There okay, goes I'm again, right there. Watch it. You can't do that. Whatever that is, uh, brother Casper. We heard that. Okay, whatever okay. that was, you just did. Okay. So I'm gonna open up Pastor Chris' line back up because I thought it was his line. So anyway, uh, Pastor Chris, that's kind of what's going on. Again, folks, you can tune into this conversation just by pressing one. We're analyzing the shows, uh, part one and part two, from the uh, one and only Bishop R.A. Campbell. And uh, we're taking your questions tonight, how you felt about what he talked about, or any things we're saying tonight. All right? Um, Pastor Chris, what do you think of part one and part two? Anything you take away so far? You, you know, it was something, you know, uh, one, a couple of things. Well, I, I I disagreed with Bishop because I remember him saying, and I don't know if, if I got it in the proper context. We, we were having a discussion about Babylon, and he said that Babylon, uh, didn't he say Babylon started with Nebuchadnezzar? Hello, Seth? Seth, hello? Uh, this line dropped, folks. Sorry about that. Having trouble with lines already tonight. But anyways, um, again, you tune into the Boston Phone Network. I'm Brother Seth, and I have Brother Casper. Pastor Chris was commenting, but his line dropped. Um, but listen, uh, Brother Casper, do you feel what I'm saying about the hatred or the disrespect for the church? Because they're worshiping on Sundays. Uh, again, these are people that love the Most High. They're seeking the Most High. A lot of them have changed their lives. A lot of these have been delivered from all types of things. There's miracles in these churches. There's miraculous testimonies. And I actually am a little bit, I'm not a little bit, I'm a lot of bit offended by it. I'm more offended by the Hebrew Israelites than I am by these Sunday churches. Because the Sunday churches are not dogging out these Israelites like the Israelites are dogging out these Sunday churches. And I don't like that. Uh, I, I feel like 
these young, and most of the time is they're younger people. This is a younger crowd to see these Hebrew Israelites. And I do believe that we are the people of that Bible. I know we are. And for whatever reason, the Father has given this revelation unto this older generation, this, this younger generation. And I think this is their baby. I think this is what he is doing because a lot of us are getting older. We're passing away. And um, this, these younger, this younger generation coming on, that must be, it has to be the Joshua generation because they, they, they are not buying these lies that a lot of us have been believing for many years. And they are, they're, they're, they're walking in the truth that they know. But it's like they have a disrespect for these elders who have set all of this up and who are the pillars in our in communities. And, and the truth of the matter is these elders in these Sunday churches are a lot more mature than these Israelites. They're not out here spewing hate like these Israelites. They're not uh, unstable like these Israelites. They're just all over the place. They're not accountable a lot of times to anybody. They just get this truth to live their Israelites, and they just go forward. They're ordaining each other. There's not a whole lot of uh, a mentoring uh, among the Hebrew Israelites. There's not a lot of unity among the Hebrew Israelites. So they could actually learn from these so-called Sunday churches. So that's where I'm at on this topic. I do think the bishop, I think he meant well, and Pastor Christian Line is back open. And um, uh, 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 Brother Cassidy, I'm going to open up your line again. Now, again, keep the noise down, please. If you're not talking, uh, Brother Cassidy, just meet, meet me. If you... yeah. All right, that's him. I'm going to have to put that brother on His line is just too loud. But Pastor Chris, you're back. Uh, what was you saying? You, you, your line dropped. Yeah. yeah. I'm sorry. My line dropped. I'm, hopefully I got a better signal in this house this time. But I was saying, you know, he said something about Babylon started with Nebuchadnezzar. Did he say that? Yes. Seth? Okay. Yes. Well, I, I didn't get it. You know, we I didn't get a chance to, to speak on that when he said that. But Babylon started around Genesis 10 or 11 with, with Nimrod. You know, Cush begat Nimrod, Ethiopia begat Nimrod, and Nimrod, the beginning of his kingdom was Babylon. Absolutely. You know, that I was bet the first you, time. I bet you, if I was a betting man, which I'm not, I guarantee you Bishop would have said that's what he meant. He don't miss nothing, okay. obviously. Okay. So I think he was just talking fast. I think, it, I, 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 I guarantee you, he didn't mean it like that. But go ahead. He did say that, though. Right, right. You know, because, you know, and that's what a Tower of Babel story is and stuff. But uh, but the other thing, um, when he said, you know, Babylon, you know, when in Revelations, when, when uh, John wrote Revelations, uh, Babylon had passed off the scene. They were no longer a, a nation or a world power like they were at one time. And so I'm thinking, you know, my interpretation is that when he said mystery Babylon, because the Babylon that we knew in the scriptures had passed off the scene. They weren't around anymore. And, right. and to me, mystery Babylon means it's a Babylonian system that's a mystery to us because we don't know where it is. But, you know, when you look, when you look at the scriptures, um, the West, you know, I'm talking about, you know, Western countries have adopted a Babylonian system. So I'm talking about England, France, Belgium, United States, Canada, 
you know, all of those, and I'm, I'm leaving some out, but you know what I'm talking about when I say the West. You know, they have adopted a Babylonian system. And could Mystery Babylon be all the people who, all the countries that are in this Babylonian system of today? So that, you know, that could, and, and I agree with him that Rome is the great whore because, you know, at one time in history, you couldn't do anything in Europe unless you went to the Pope. Ferdinand and Isabella had to go to the Pope to ask him, is it okay for us to import slaves? Uh, you know, the Protestant, one of the, the Anglican Church of England, they broke away from the Catholic Church when um, Henry VIII, you know, he'd been married like six, seven times. When he asked the Pope, hey, I want to remarry, and this was around the sixth or the seventh time, and the Pope told him, no, you can't remarry. And he said, okay, if I can't remarry, we're going to cut our ties with the Roman Catholic Church, start the Anglican Church, and the Anglican Bishop gave him the permission to remarry. So, you know, the Roman Catholic Church used to control all of Europe, and nothing went on without your, the Pope giving you the okay. As a matter of fact, the Pope said, yeah, it's okay to, <laughs> to start importing slaves from Africa, but I want my cut. And that was usually the deal. You know, you ask the Pope, yeah, you can do this, but I want 10% of what you do. You know, that's how the Catholic Church got so wealthy. And so, yeah, well, you know, even, uh, how, go ahead. Well, I don't know if you heard me, uh, uh, Pastor Chris, were you down there? Yeah, uh, yeah, I'm done. Okay. Uh, 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 I don't know if, if, um, if, 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 if you heard me earlier, but I was saying that the bishop to me, and again, folks, just please excuse me this interruption here, but again, folks, Bishop Ari Campbell canceled tonight. According to Elder Rick, he wasn't feeling good. I think they tried to wing it. That's why he called me so late. He was going to try to make it, but he just didn't have the energy to. So we'll try to resume part three on next week. Tonight, we're just talking about part one and part two. Uh, we probably going to do this anywhere in the future, have a show where we respond to the bishop, because tonight we were not going to be able to respond. It was just going to be a time where we were just going to let him talk, 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 as long as he want, and only come at him with questions, not comments per se, not agree, disagreeing with him, and it didn't happen. So I, as many of you heard me last week, we're going to make it right. Not that we made it wrong last week, because last week, as I said earlier in this show, there was just a misunderstanding, and they kind of changed the rules at the last minute on the fly during the show when I made it very clear we was going to be able to question the bishop, we was going to engage the bishop. I said that to, to Elder Rick, sent him that message in text form. He never got back to me saying he disagreed. He said everything's cool. We'll see you on Tuesday. Then on the show last week, uh, I'm just saying this for those just coming in, on the show, I said again, Bishop, it won't be like last week. We're going to engage you. And so when we start to do what we do with everybody else, there was a problem. And then, as of course, as many of you know, he couldn't hear. And we have to be able to conduct shows. And, and like I said earlier, uh, about Sister Natasha's comment about having him on being the bigger venues, when you go on people's shows, you have to be able to allow them to run their show the way they, they run it. If he's going to go CNN anywhere, they're not going to cater to the bishop. They're not going to cater to his age. They're going to ask him questions. He's going to need to stop. They're going to have to go to commercials, and he's got to be able to do that. So just want everybody to know that last week I said I had to say because some, some 
may have felt like this we mistreated him or anything. It wasn't nothing like that. We did what we always do. They just changed the rules. Bishop didn't know in his defense. He wasn't trying to start nothing. He just didn't know. He normally flows a certain way. We found out and we said this week was going to be the week we was going to allow him the platform that he needed and what he wanted. But last week we had told him ahead of time how it was going to be. So tonight we're just commenting on some of the things he said. Pastor Chris, I will say this, though. I think the bishop is on to something. Uh, and y'all, by the way, Bishop Campbell, again, I said this earlier because I'm, I'm repeating. Those of you that's been listening since 8 o'clock, please forgive me because I'm going to repeat this like three times. But I just don't want people to be thinking we're mistreating elders on this show. So that's why I keep saying this, y'all. So bear with me. Those of you that have heard this about four times. Um, I do agree. Bishop Campbell is no joke. The man been around forever, and when elderly people talk, I give them a pass in terms of if I disagree with them because I listen to them. I, whereas if somebody else says something, I may listen to them, analyze it, disagree, agree. Just give them one shot. When someone is an elder or someone is a, a, a really a, a famous teacher or something, and they got a bigger following, I figure they studied longer or harder, and when I run to people like that that are scholars or they're elderly, I think about what they say, and I play it in my mind more than once. I get, that's, that's the honor. That's the respect I give the bishop. I'll listen to what he said, and I'll keep thinking, now he said, now he said, I disagree. I just disagree with that. And then I'll think about it again at work. Now he said, but I don't understand how he said that. Why does he say this? It's, but the scripture says, the scripture says this, but he... Then I may give it another shot. That's because of who he is. Anybody else I wouldn't do all that with. So just so y'all know, I'm listening to this bishop. And I think when he said the Catholic Church is Babylon, I think he may be on to something. But what I believe, when he says America's off by itself, I, I don't see that. I don't see America being by itself. America is connected. If the Catholic Church is Babylon, uh, Elder uh, Brother Chris, and Brother Casper, your line is going to try your line open again one more time. Brother Casper, your line is now open. Okay, so keep the noise down, please. But Elder, uh, Brother Casper and, and Pastor Chris, I see America full of Catholicism. It's everywhere. It's everywhere. It's, it's, it's one out of every, what, five churches, something like that? It's, it's, it's everywhere. I don't know what the, what the numbers are. So if that is Babylon... How can America not be Babylon? So I kind of agree with Pastor Chris. What he, what you were saying earlier, Pastor Chris, part one, can it not be a system? So I'm part Pastor Chris, I'm part uh, R.A. Campbell, and I'm part, of course, what I feel the Spirit has given me. I feel like America is still Babylon, and she is a part of that EU, as, as, as Bishop R.A. Campbell says. He, he says it's the EU. And he says right, it's the Catholic right. Church. I do believe EU, and I hate to say this because it's going to sound very narrow-minded, but it's these white nations. It's these white nations because they're ruling our world. They're part of that. Can Japan be a part of it? Yes. But I think for the most part, it's these white nations that is a part of this Babylonian system. And the wine that made the nations drunk 
He said the wine that made the nation drunk is that is that white is is is, is that image of Christ, the white image. That false Christ. I agree with him, but I call it something else. I call it white supremacy. Because what you're doing with the image, you're pr- promoting the philosophy of white supremacy by whitewashing the whole Bible. That's the doctrine that has made the nations drunk. That's Brother Seth. That's where I'm at with that. I think what has made the nations drunk is rewriting history, burning down the libraries all over the world, burning down artifacts all over the world, and instituting the philosophy of white supremacy, white spirit, even the Savior. What was the what was the philosophy behind whitewashing Jesus or Yeshua or Yahweh? White supremacy. That's the nation. That's the wine that has made the nations drunk. That's Brother Seth talking right now. Uh, go ahead, Pastor Christian. Then we have, uh, I think this is Erica 337485. Tell you what, let's go ahead and get this hand up. This may be uh, Brother Leonard that want to get in here. Again, folks, the bishop has uh, called off ill, and we're just commenting on part one and part two. Erica 337, Erica 337485. Go ahead with your question or comment. I would love to know your name and your city, please. Yeah, this is Brother Leonard from from Louisiana. All right, Brother Leonard from Louisiana. Um, welcome to the show. Brother Leonard has been a panelist, on, I think, on all three shows. So, uh, Pastor Chris, if you wasn't commenting, I would like to know Brother uh, uh, Brother Leonard's um, take on part one and part two of the bishop. Well, I was going to comment on what you just said. Hold on, hold on, Brother Leonard. Pastor Chris, were you done? Yeah, I yield, Brother Leonard. I want to hear what he got to say, man. I'm good. Okay, Brother Leonard, uh, again, part one, part two, we're talking about that since the, pastor, since the bishop is not. We was going to do a show anyway where we kind of respond to the bishop since tonight we only was only allowed to ask questions, and you know what happened last week. So, Brother Leonard, what do you what say? You? Yeah, well, what I was going to say was you, you mentioned that it's the white nation. Well, he says the time of the Gentiles. Well, if you look at the time of the Gentiles, um, Javan is the third beast, which is the Greeks, the Macedonians, and Rome is Chechen. Both of them come out of Japheth. So the third and the fourth beast is Gentiles, and that's the time of the Gentiles, which, like you just said, the white nation. And, and, but the, the point I was making was when you go to uh, Daniel, he says that the person that set up the Catholic Church was Constantine. And and he subdued three men. It was four of them. The, the Roman Empire fell. The beast that was, it was wounded in the head. That's when the Roman Empire fell. Those the Visigoths and those those Vandals and it's another race of giants that came through Hadrian Wall sacked Rome. That's the head of the Roman Empire. So so the, then it was divided up into four sections: a, a tech, tech archery, whatever you call that. And so Constantine came back, subdued the other three. And brought back the beast that was, and so then he made the holy Roman Empire, and so that's what we've been dealing with ever since the Council of Nicaea. So he says until okay. until the time of his kingdom is done away with. So his kingdom is Constantine's kingdom. He set it up, and we're still under that now. Rome, the Vatican, still there. Okay, so so uh, so do you take that? The Vatican, uh, the uh, Catholicism, is 
exclusively Babylon, or do you, uh, like I think it's extended to America and the EU, as the bishop said, the EU and, 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 and the Catholic Church. I agree with him, but I don't. he says America's on its own. I don't think America's on its own. America is too influenced by the Catholic Church to be on its own. It's this, America was birthed from Europe, from Europeans. America is straight up, this is the baby from the mother. But go ahead, what do you feel, who do you feel is uh, Babylon? Based upon well, well, just like, like 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 the bishop was saying, when when you look at the characteristics of of, of uh, well, first of all, in, in, in um in Revelation seventeen and verse eighteen, before you go into chapter eighteen, it says Babylon is that great city. So so it's not a, it's not a it's not a nation; it's a city, and then it's a city that's dealing with religion. And, it's, and and then you start listening to, listening to things that she possessed, and all the things well, that she possessed is is uh, religious items like frankincense, fine flour. Like I was saying before, you I don't know nobody that go to to the store to the grocery store and get fine flour. They use fine flour in the temple, and and then, then they get uh, di- uh, rubies, diamonds, all that's used in the in the, in the wrong. You see all that in the Roman Catholic Church and the cardinals. With the red on. So to be specific, it's a, it's a religious system. Who, who do you say? Who do you feel is Babylon? It's a it's a it's a Roman Catholic church. The come set up. Okay, so you don't believe and, and from, is from, and from that came from that came from that came all the other ideologies. All the other ideologies will be from Catholicism came. Uh, Protestantism and all that is on and down. Those are those are daughters of the original uh, system that Constantine set up through through uh, the Council of Nicaea. And, and and not not only that, if you, you when you when you deal with the, the other those other books, uh, the, the the angel of the Lord came to Ezra, and he told Ezra, "I'm gonna, I'm explaining to you uh, about the four beasts more so." Then I then I explained to your brother Daniel. I'm explaining to you more so. So he told him that well, where everybody is uh, dealing with this, these uh, four uh, heads, this seven heads with four ten horns. Those ten horns is four. Is, we know our powers. So these ten powers come in succession, but everybody trying to put them at the end of the four beasts. But he tells Ezra it's one after another one. And so what we witnessing right now with our eyes, we see. America is one of those beasts. It's the ninth. And what we, what we see happening in front of our eyes is China. The fourth, the fifth beast, the fifth horn coming on the scene. But it's a, man, it's a woman riding the beast. And she decked in red. That's Esau. So from, we know from time immemorial, uh, Israel controlled America. Israel controlled Britain. When, 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 Israel, when, Israel, when America was conceived and, and George Washington, uh, Army had had seized out. They had to go to the to the Jews to get the money. The Jews the one gave him the money to pay his pay the, pay the army and, and re reinvigorate the the uh, revolutionary army. And that's the reason why they yeah, only dollar bill. You, 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 you're kind of getting a little bit, which all good, you know. And I want you to go tonight because tonight you you know you may be the one. I mean, because I really and truly am just responding to the bishop. Um, but you're kind of getting a little deep into some things. But let me just say something really quickly, a couple of things you said that uh, you mentioned before when you was on about the city. You and Ella Shure, I think, was talking about the city versus 
think you're going to find something interesting. Um, under the Strong's uh, Concordance lexicon, uh, this is, first of all, I just happened to run across this. If you do the research, I think you're going to find cities and towns were often referred to as nations. This is, uh, of course, the... Uh, this is the Hebrew word. Those of you that's going to do the research, y'all just, just not hear me. you actually going to go to research. It's, uh, it's going to be Strong's Concordance 5782 reference. And this is the word. This is the word for city. Ia. Ia. Y'all, I think y'all can hear that one more time. Okay. Okay, now that's the Hebrew word at 5782. If you go to 5792, they deal with the word city again. And if you really look at this, I don't know that you will hold to the fact that it's just a city. I mean, I know in, in, new, in modern times it's just a city. And I think this is the same word. Uh, hold on a second, folks. I'm just trying to, because some of y'all are going to actually go look. I know y'all. But uh, yeah, it's 57, uh, 5892 and 50, um, um, 5892 is the, main, is the main one I'm talking about. And 5782, 5782, do the research on the word city. You're going to find, I think it does mean nation. But go ahead, uh, Brother Leonard. Um, and again, folks, uh, before he respond again, um, we're talking about part one and part two where R.A. Campbell, Bishop R.A. Campbell was our guest. He called in uh, sick tonight, and we're just going over this show. We was going to do this pop in the future anyway, so we're just doing it tonight. Um, we respect the bishop. We love him dearly, and uh, a lot of things we learn from him, a lot of things we are chewing on, and a lot of things we disagree with. Tonight is just tonight where you hear all three, what we agree with, what we're chewing on, and where we see things a little different, okay? Go ahead, Brother Leonard. Well, well, well but, but when you go back and you look at it, then you have you got city-state. That's what that's what that's referring to because that's what the Vatican is, and and that's what that's what Washington D.C. is. That's what uh, uh, Dubai, London. So 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 Roman so so the uh, Roman Catholic Church, which Constantine created, is is, is, a, is a city state within the Roman Empire. So that's what that means when you say this, when you say city. And where you're going with it, the meaning of the city state. Right, right, right. And uh, then again, this would be some questions we could ask the bishop. But I really believe when they say city in, this, in ancient times, they could refer to it as a nation. That's just Brother Seth. Another thing you mentioned, Brother Leonard, is when you talk about Japheth. Right. I take it that you mean Japheth is the white man, correct? Right, right. And, right. and, and, and that's those, a fundamental. The third Right. We don't want to get too deep on it because, again, we want to keep Bishop Ari Campbell the center of our conversation, if we can, because he said a lot, brothers and sisters, part one and part two. You got two hours, two and a half hours of pop last week is actually three hours. So if we can, uh, Brother Casper, your line is still open, and you're a caller, but you're more than welcome to hang out with us tonight since you're a familiar caller, Brother Casper. Are you still there? Yes, sir. I'm right here listening. Okay. Okay, well, you can kind of hang out with us tonight, folks. We just kind of, uh, we won't follow protocol tonight. He's a caller, but he can hang out with us. And if you're on the phone line, you can join us as well just by pressing one and ask any questions or comments you may have had uh, uh, for the bishop uh, or about the bishop, uh, R.A. Campbell. Again, we just analyzing what we've heard so far. And a lot of things we do agree with, a lot of things we 
lot of things we disagree with. But uh, back to what you were saying, in efforts to get a clarification on what the bishop was saying about Japheth. I'm not of the school of thought that Japheth is the white man. I believe whites came from Japheth, Shem, and Ham. All three. Too much mixing. If Japheth was white, his descendants mixed too heavily with the biggest branch, Ham, which we know was dark skin. There was too much mixing for there to be a white family back in that time. There was too much mixing. Europe did not have the presence of human beings living at that time, according to to the archaeology and all the history and everything. Europe, there was the life was in Africa or what we call Kemet or, or or the motherland. There was no life. All this living in Europe as it would have been more build up, there'd been more history. So. There was too too close to the equator. People were too dark. Too much mixing for there to have been a white race. So I don't believe in the Japheth theory. That's how I feel about that. I'm gonna let you respond to it. Then we want to move on to back more points to what the bishop was saying. Give me about a three minutes. Can I interject? Go ahead, Pastor. Uh, uh, Let Brother Leonard go out of respect because he did bring it up, and then you can comment on that. But I don't want to turn this into a Jason conversation. I just, just like I took that much time, I I feel like y'all deserve the same amount of time. But I don't like this whole theory of Jason as a white man because the ham is producing white folks that can go to Europe and live, and so is Shem. They can go to Europe and live, and nobody would detect them. We call them albinos, and when they mix among themselves, Albino mixing with albino, they really lose the ability to, pr- to produce pigmentation. And I've done shows on it where I've had pictures, and I and I tease the people, I test the people, pick out the white man, they could do it. The human natural eye could not do it. So go ahead, brother Leonard, please. Okay, yo. Well, what I was saying was that uh, I, you know they just recently released uh, another one of the books from the Vatican. It's uh, it's the book of Lamech and Cain. You know, you know it's two Lamech. There's a layback from Cain's lineage, and it's a layback from from uh, Noah's from Adam's lineage. It's also a two Enoch. So, so right here, this book they just released. It says, uh, "This is the book of Lamech who lived in the city in the city of Enoch, who was the son of Methuselah, Mahala, son of Iron, son of Enoch, son of Cain, son of Adam." And it tells you what the mark was, and this was been hidden from us. Cain. The, the forefather of Lamech, who was marked with leprosy, white, with whiteness. For God hath said, whosoever slave Cain shall have vengeance visited upon him, his head sevenfold. As Abel blood cried out from the ground. The same leprosy, the same whiteness was made a sign that was visited upon all of Cain's descendants as it was the, the, uh, the inheritance of seven generations. Okay, now, I'm a quick, quick interjection, and you can finish. Quick interjection, and I'm out. Uh, this is how we know I'm going to slow fast with song, y'all. We get to interject each other. But real quick, and you finish, and then, brother, uh, uh, then the pastor, then we got a hand that just went up. Even if, which, even if I, I do believe, even if the mark of Canaan was white, again, there wasn't racism based upon skin color. There was too much mixing. Of course, I think you're right about that. But there was too much mixing for a white race. That's all I'm saying. 
there was too much mixing. Everybody's teaching this Jesuit theory about being a white man. I'm saying this to you. Recalibrate your theory. There was too much mixing. Too much mixing. White-skinned people, blonde hair, blue eye that can go and live in Europe and pass is all over the planet by Ham descendants, Shem descendants, and Japheth descendants. Go ahead, Brother Lance. Right. Try to make it less than a couple of minutes, and then we're going to go to Pastor Curtis and then this caller. And folks, yeah, I like the, that the main topic is we are responding to the bishop. We just a little bit uh, took a, a couple of side rows. We're going to make it back. Go ahead. You talking to me? Yes, Brother Lance, go ahead. Were you done? Yeah, well, 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 when you say you, you say mixing, they was remember that Cain was separated from Adam's seed in, in Genesis chapter uh, four. He came okay, from his sin. Real, real, real quickly, not a problem. Let's say Cain. Okay, so, so, so he, anyway, he, anyway, he anyway, that at, at the time of Lamech, at the time of Lamech, uh, you know, according to the, the mixing part, at the time of Lamech, Lamech went to Canaan, Adam's descendant, uh, to ask him how to pray to the Most High because his descendant was cast off. So he, by him interacting with Lamech, I mean with Canaan, he married Z- Adon Zila. Adon Zila is from from Adam's descendants. That's when they started mixing during the time of Canaan. What I'm saying is, uh, Cain was smitten sw- uh, with the mark. I understand. Let's just say it was. It was only a mark. Let's say it was smitten with a mark. It didn't mean his whole body turned white. Let's just say you're right. No, bro. This whole, body, Seth, this whole Seth. body did turn white. Hold on one second, everybody. Yeah, Seth, 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 remember, Seth, Seth, remember that the Bible said God was going to put a mark on him that people would be able to see from afar off. Right. Exactly. So if, if you not put a, a mark on his forehead or something, not afar off. But but I read a book, and you, we, we, we studied this book uh, from Sister Livers, and she said the same thing. That the mark that God put on Cain was to remove his melanin. That's right. Okay, let's just say that's right. And then, 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 wait, let me finish. Then, if you go to the book of Enoch, it talks about Lamech and and, and albinoism. Why? Because he's concerned about that. It's in Enoch. So, we've now, Brother Lennon has brought up a book that is, you know, just released. The book of Enoch, which was taken out of our Bibles in the Ethiopian Bible, both of them are saying the same thing about I agree. Cain, about the removal of I want y'all to hear me, and I, I want y'all to really hear me. I agree. I really, 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 really agree with you. What I'm saying is their spouses were dark skin. Their spouses weren't cursed with no leprosy. Their spouses, their Ooh. females that they had sex with, they wasn't cursed with that melanin without lacking melanin. They were dark-skinned people, and if they were white, it's destroyed when they have sex with this brown-skinned uh, 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 companion. Well, then, you know what's that? Hey, hold on, then, hold on, hold on. The other thing I was going to say, is we're doing good. Y'all, this is how we're doing the Five Sweet Stone Network, okay? We're very respectful. Okay. This is how we do it, okay? Those of you that's new, that's following the bishop, this is how we're doing it here. Listen. The earth was dark-skinned people. Let's just say y'all are right, Lemic. Uh, I, I follow you. I'm with you. I agree. I just okay. think there was too many melanated people, too much mixing for there to come a white race like people are teaching. Jason was white. Go ahead. Okay. Okay, then. Well, where did the white people come from if, they, if, if it's too much? So they would be brown people on the earth. All exactly. Brown That's people. why. Where the white people come from? 
Very easy. Very easy question. And I wish Dr. Ju- I wish Dr. Uh, from the University of Cincinnati was on the line. I took, I, we had extensive conversations about this. He said after albinos begin to mix among themselves, after a while they can no longer produce melanin. This happened well, to well, according to you, they would all be brown. No, no, hear me out. I believe that light-skinned albinos migrated up north because they was mistreated just like they're being in Tanzania today. They migrated up north, from, came in from Africa, and began to mix among themselves in those colder conditions, and there was thousands of them because they was not playing with them people. You think they're cutting, up, they're cutting them up today in Tanzania? You need to think about what they did back in the day when it really was not common to see no white man. They was mistreating them, and they was fleeing persecution. They flew the fleet up north, and they began to to, to live up there. Or the, you know what happened when you can't get out and live? You among these children, they nothing to do but have sex in those caves. So I do believe that that is their origin. And, and when people talk about the caveman area, it was true. Well, but, then, but, but, but see, but you, but you, but see, that kind of, that kind of fails what you just said. Okay, if you said Cain and them were mixing. So if they were mixing, they they would be brown. Okay. Right. What I'm trying to so say to you, brother. So, but in other words, they like, were no albinos. If you, the same thing you're saying, if they were no albinos because they were mixing with black people. Okay. Here's what I'm saying, really quickly. Leviticus 13 talks about people for whatever reason. Hear me out. Because I make a lot of sense. If you hear what I'm saying, I've been teaching this for many years. It makes a lot of sense. And I promise you, some doctors will come on this line and say, well, yeah, he's right. Once albinos mix among certain generations, they can no longer produce it. Hear me out. In Africa, in Tanzania, the most albinos in the world is in Tanzania right now, folks. That's 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 Okay. That. okay? When okay. they're mistreated like they are being right now by Africans, saying there's all kind of cuckoo theories around them, they could take a notion to flee because they're in every nation on the planet is their albinos. If they're right above, below Europe, is it not a bad idea to go into an environment where the sun is not your enemy, where you can die from skin cancer? They begin to migrate up there. Else, how did they get up there? Albinos well, live in those conditions. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, everybody. <laughs> If they mix a car to doctors and scientists today, they can no longer produce melanin. That's not that hard to understand. If you get hundreds of people start migrating up there and they start having children, especially in the colder climate, the climate has nothing to do with it, really. It's the fact that the albino trait mixing with other people with albino traits. After a while, you cannot okay. produce pigmentation. That is just science. I right. don't know what to say. But, but what you say, but but you but you but I think you kind of messed up your own theory by saying there was race mixing. If there was race mixing, there would be no more albinos around to leave. Right. There was race mixing in terms of there being a whole lineage called Japheth. I don't believe Japheth was white because I think there was too much mixing for there to be a whole big old millions of whites like people teach. If Japheth was white. Well, but you know, but white people, but you know, the white people are the are the least. They're the least least of the world's population. They make up twelve percent or less or less of the whole world's population. Yes, you were saying that they were there was too much race mixing for albino non-melanated. Melanated people. So if, if if your theory is that if all these albinos were marrying into the black race, 
there would be no more Alabama. I didn't. I didn't say that. I didn't say that. You said. Yeah, I didn't say that. Listen to what I'm saying. Listen to what I'm saying. Listen to what I'm saying, folks. Y'all hear what he just said? That is not what I said. I said in order for there to be an all-white race, the people want to talk about Jesus from the white man. I don't believe that there was too much race mixing for there to be a whole nation. Although there were albinos in North Africa, albinos that took it upon themselves to migrate. Listen, just you can can you see it right now in Tanzania? Those albinos want to flee. They didn't have all these rules right, where you can't go to this nation, can't go to that nation. Back in the day, they just probably went up north where it was cooler for their condition. They end up being in a place where they weren't getting oppressed. I'm talking about albinos right now. I'm not talking about, listen, I'm not hey, talking man, about that. Hold on, hold on. Give me 30 seconds and I'm done because I don't want to dominate here. i got to say this, though. I'm a, I don't want you to misunderstand something just like handicapped okay. people could. Handicapped connect with handicapped people. Black people connect with black people, so-called black people. Black people connect with, people connect with their own. If you've been mistreated and you're an albino, and especially if they're killing you, you're going to be connecting to each other. And if you move up north, which makes all the sense in the world, lots of people before me, lots of scholars before me talk about that great migration. This is not rocket science. And so if they're being mistreated, they all have this common thing about them. They're white, skinned people. The sun is causing it. You can't look at the sun, and they move up north. That make all the sense of where, and of course, they're going to have sex. They end up being a mighty nation. They end up mixing among themselves in those cases. They didn't go out about out because it was cold. They was up there. It's, 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 come on, y'all. Millions of people are talking about life in the case of Europe. It's true. Those were Africans, albinos. They weren't mixing with everybody else. They they were mistreated by everybody else. Go ahead. Yes, I I wanted to say that maybe we all are hitting on it. You know what I'm saying? Maybe there is a a cane seed out there at once upon a time. Maybe Japheth was uh, uh, biracial people and and was kind of Caucasian or whatever. Also, Esau. Comment. Okay, Brother Casper, you're breaking up a little bit. Why don't you move around? And while you're moving around relocating yourself, because you are breaking up, I'm going to go to the phone lines of a hand that's been up a while. We'll come back to you, okay? Now, he actually dropped, so he was really on a bad line. So hopefully, Brother Casimir yeah. called back. Uh, but let's go to the phone. We have a hand that's been up quick. for a while. We have a hand that's been up for a while. Brother Lynn, hold that thought because we, I got long winded. I'll take the blame on that. And this person been holding a while. I don't know who they are. Maybe a long distance across the water sometime when it's private like this. Well, let's see. Okay, private caller, you know who you are. You got your hand raised. Uh, go ahead and and let us know whatever name you want to go by tonight in the city, if you don't mind revealing that to us. Go ahead. No problem. Birth name, uh, Ed Emya, first and middle name. Not Ed Emya, I remember you. Yeah, well, I can see the time is going to come for a whole lot of folks going to remember me. But uh, let's make it like this. I heard something inside the last 20, 20 minutes or so. It's not maybe 20 minutes I've listened to the show. Maybe 20 and, minutes. And, 
was was the initial mind construct that we all were supposed to be resonant of, knowing that the creator created man to be resonant after his thoughts alone. There's been an intrusion. There's been an infection. And what it's done is it's caused us to perform literally as what the scriptures refer as beastly. Because if your perceptions are, I'll give you an example, Psalm 92, uh, 2 through 5. Good example. It says the thoughts of the Most High are very deep, but the brutish man, beastly man, won't understand this. How about he mocks what he doesn't understand? And oftentimes, in his lack of understanding, still wants to profess to be wise. But he doesn't doesn't want to realize in his cognitive dissonance that his thoughts form have to therefore be sin. When the scriptures talk about, you remember uh, our sins no more. (laughs) Remember our iniquities. You remember our sins no more. He's really talking about men no longer remembering the ancient social coalescences that came as a result of man's fall. And then we will be his people brought beyond all the variances, brought by all the variant corrupt leadership that's on this planet because not one of them is true to what initially was intended to take. Okay. Okay, okay, all right. Well, brother, listen, M, brother, M, yeah, I really appreciate you sharing that, brother. You said a whole lot. I don't know how we would comment to, even on so many different things you said that that was very good. Really appreciate your call tonight, though. Can I can I ask you right quick, Seth? Please do. Go right here, brother. Oh, go ahead. Go right right. Yeah, my brother, uh, you know, you, I appreciate what you said, my brother, but one thing that struck me, could you just go back and say one more time about what your definition of Babylon was? Did you say it was something like well, a system? Okay, let's look at it this way. We know the word Babylon comes from Babel. In confused. less than a minute, brother. In less that than a minute. In less than a minute, please. That is confusion. That is a fusing together of polar opposites. Uh, that is not a covenant. That is not love. That is not what it was intended. That is not what is holy or pure or perfect at all. It is man settling in his carnal state, in conjunct fleshly carnal, let's just say uh, unsynchronized state, far from the spirit that he was intended. I will try to say this real quickly about the time allowed. But man was created with what the scriptures call the spirit of neshama, Genesis 2 and 7. If we understood today what that word neshama means, if we understood today what that word neshama means, and I could break it down if the time were allowed, we would realize that what we have succumbed to and fallen toward was never the intended purpose of man. If you give me a minute or so, maybe I'll try to explain that word neshama. Notice that scripture of Genesis 5, 6, 5 through 6. It's talking about how man's thoughts have become evil, and that word means deviate, divided, continually. If you give me an opportunity, I'll explain that word in the shaman because it's extremely Okay, brother, I'm going to go ahead and extend another minute. I'm going to go ahead and get, extend another minute to you. Go right ahead. Uh, you got a minute. That word in the shaman has in it four key Hebrew words. Nakam, Shem, Shema, and Amma. I wish I had time to talk about Shamaim being the people of that Shema, that principle. But that word nakam is the same word that talks about comfort ye are my people and talks about a healing unto the mind of one. Okay, comfort ye are my people. Repent. And the word 
in Greek is metanoia, and it still talks about healing after the mind of one, hearkening to an initial ideal restored to the minds of men, that we all might be one with our creator. That's an atonement. That is forgiveness. If we want forgiveness, the first thing we need to ask for is that the mind be gravitated beyond our own conscience unto his. I repeat that. The word shim relates much more than it seems. It's not just name. The creator doesn't call a thing what he does not intend it to be, to mature to become in terms of his potential, in terms of his purpose. Shema, well, you know, as scripture says, here, O Israel, the most high is one. That means that we are all supposed to be gravitated after one mind. Amma really has a very powerful principle. It means that all who would be ruled over us, we all have to seek with a great love and secretude for, an, for the divine absolute that none who rules over us can be anything else but a servant of Yah. Now, if we understood that and understood that well, we realize the divisions amongst us and even the aberrant miscommunication amongst us itself is sin and not of that initial mind that made man man, if you will, or he breathed in a man uh, that breath of neshama, that breath of life, or that consistency that does not have attrition within itself, that there might be an eternality. He breathed in a man that constant flow that we might all be one. We've got to wake up to some concepts, man. We've lost for a very long time. Well, listen, brother, uh, I really appreciate the, 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 the input tonight. Pastor Chris, did he answer your question? Kind of, sort of, but uh, I know time is at the essence. No, 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 brother. This is what I mean by you got to really make this point. And I remember you being very long-winded as you are tonight, but you got to, okay, I'm going to let you hit it again because I don't want people to say I'm not giving you enough time, okay? Uh, again, Thank you. Pastor Chris, yeah. ask your question, I, sir. I, I, make it less than a minute and, uh, you know, please hold uh, yeah, in to the answers and not so much, you know, yeah, okay. Would it help Remember, if you I, have I to realize? I, go ahead, Pastor. Well, what I was specifically asking you, you said something about Babylon was a some kind of, I think you said a, some kind of political system. That's what I wanted you to uh, talk about, what you said about Babylon itself. That was, that was what I was asking you. Go ahead. Be honest, no political system can be true to the will of one. No divided system can be true to the initial vision. No division or multitude of variant perspectives that don't encompass the entirety can be true to the will of one. The creator does not forget himself. I know it's going to sound amazing, but for someone who has seen Shamaim personally or been allowed to, let me just say this real quickly. What Israel is really supposed to be, and I call it a spiritual well, 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 hold up, hold up, bro. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to ask you about what you said about Babylon. You Absolutely. said something about Brother, Babylon. Yeah, being, please, please. You know, you that's, realize, that's what I'm asking you. Let me ask you, let me say this real quickly. Do you really think what the scripture calls a Torah or a law is simply what is written on pieces of paper subject to human interpretation? Well, brother, you didn't, you know, you didn't say that. You said something specifically about, you said something specifically about Babylon itself. Absolutely. Absolutely. I was just asking you, could you repeat what you said about Babylon? If you want to talk about that, I can say that it's confusion. 
It is a fusing of polar opposite ideas, almost to a partial. But you said something about Bab- But you said, my brother, you said something about Babylon being a system. Of course, it is. With globally corrupt system. But no, but you, I'm, I'm, I'm asking you. But it was something that you said. But I'm just asking you: Can you focus on what you said? And it was something to do with Babylon being a system, or something like that. And that's what I'm asking you to repeat. Revelation 18, chapter 6 of Babylon being a system where all That's not me, y'all. That's not me, whatever that was. That's not me either. Hey, bro, I'm sorry. Could you repeat that? Because there was some sound that came on the phone. I got you. You're getting it. You're getting it now. You're getting it now. But we. Revelation 18 says Babylon, or concerning Babylon, all nations have drunk the wine of Babylon's wrath. What that means that all nations have been despoiled in their conscience according to something that is an antipathy against the oneness that the Creator intended for mankind. And the sad thing about it is some people talk about the so-called rights or privilege they have in a democracy, if you understand the meaning of that okay, word. Hold on a second. Hold on a second. Hold on a second. Hold on a second. Listen, caller, listen, thank you. We got to move on. I really appreciate your contribution. I allowed you to go way over, so people won't think I was rushing y'all. But we got to go on. We have panelists in the house, and I want to hear from them about where it regards to Bishop Ari Campbell. But I really appreciate your input. Thank you. Okay, folks. Okay. Okay. Oh, brother, could you call you, back? You, 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 you're welcome. You're welcome. Yeah, he's a he calls period, periodically. He's not. He's one of the five smooth stone old faithful, so trust me, he'll call back. Uh, brother Leonard, you were saying something before the brother came on. I apologize to you, but I wanted him to get it all out. I knew it would be long-winded. He takes him a while to kind of get his thoughts together. I knew that, and that's why I kept giving him extensions after extensions. But go ahead with what you were saying. Again, folks, you're tuning to the five smooth stone network. Let me just say this really quickly. Uh, and, uh, again, I'm Brother Seth. We have uh, Brother Leonard on the line. Pastor Chris, I see all the noise there. Hold on. Who's that? Okay. I'm Brother Seth. Pastor Chris, that's your line. That's your line, Pastor Chris. Watch the okay. noise there. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yes, we hear all of that. Um we got Pastor Chris on the line from the Lafayette Temple. We have Brother Leonard on the line from Prophets of Awakening. And we responded to Hebrews like Pioneer Bishop R.A. Campbell. We really are. Uh, Bishop Campbell believes that America is in Babylon, and he puts a lot of different things out there, many things we agree with, many things we are chewing on, and many things we just simply disagree with in love and out of respect for the bishop. We'll try to have him on next week. Um, nothing but respect for the bishop, okay, tonight, so he's going to let him just roll, 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 don't have really, no panelists in the house, really, they're just coming on pretty much because he didn't show up, so, um, uh, Brother Leonard, uh-oh, hold on, does this brother still have a question, okay, no, all right, Brother Leonard, you were saying, um, and y'all, let's try to tie it back into the bishop, because people are turning in to hear the bishop, and they really are. The phone line is lit up as though he's in the house, and they're listening. So we need to be talking about Bishop R.A. Campbell, the things he shared that you agree with, things he shared that you disagree with, things that you're just chewing on. That's what I think we need to be doing for the people. Uh, we kind of got on some few, few side roads. They're still related. 
we have to analyze who we believe Babylon is. So, Brother Linda, go ahead and finish your comment. And I just want to say one more thing, and that is those of you that's, that's listening online, you didn't, you didn't call the phone number. You listened by clicking on a link. You must call the show now because at 10 o'clock we're going to lose a lot of you that's listening online. We are, if you're listening online, it stops right at 10. That's when we're contracted. But if you're on the phone lines, we're going to roll over just a little, just a little, just a little, and uh, you can keep continue to listen. This is this is juicy, and I really appreciate these brothers hanging out. Brother Linda, go right ahead. Yeah, well, I just I'm, I was I was uh, tying in the fact that uh, Brother Campbell, I mean, Bishop Campbell, said that the that the European Union that's JFAC. and so back to what you you, you all made the comment that about uh, the the people moving up in albinoism. But but what what what's written in the scriptures is that our God, the God of Israel, He's cursing people, and we, and curse means to be turned white. We see that from we see that from Lamech, the Book of Lamech. So he, he what he was doing was that wasn't the only person he turned white. He turned Miriam white, but but because Moses was there, Moses prayed for. Him. So he sent her outside the camp for seven days, and then he he, then he put the Moses prayed that he bring her skin back. Which means bring the melanin back. He he, right. he did the same thing to Gehazi. He did the same thing to Gehazi. He's doing it all over the place. So the reason why we're not Absolutely. seeing it now is that he's he receded. He receded back to the right hand side of the father. Absolutely. I'm left, with you one thousand percent. Been teaching that for twenty five years. Right. Okay. So what what am I saying different? If if you saying that and brother said, you say, where's the disagreement? The disagreement is very clear. Those brothers, Moses was a man of color. You don't call it black because this is a new term. It means something's got a tag to it. Them people were not black like we think with the how black folk act. They was different. They were world rulers. They didn't think like we think. They were dark-skinned people, Moses and his son, all three of them. And later on, when man began to sin, Brother Leonard is profoundly right. Yes, one of the curses that the Father does to humans is they were able to lose pigmentation, or they were able to lose the ability to have children, or they were able to lose the ability to, to, to have hair, the balling of the head. They were the freckles. Uh, all of these things, this is the body responding to sin. He's absolutely right. And remember, it wasn't just the most high. Prophets was cursing people white. But what I'm trying well, right, to so, say is, hold on, hold on, I'm going to make this quick. Every okay. single country on the planet produce these people. I, you okay. can take me all over the globe. I've been researching this for over 25 years. I've seen it with my own eyes. Japan got folks that produce this all white. China got dark-skinned Chinese, have white-skinned people. African, every single one of those nations have albinos that can literally go and, and, and be just like a pass of white. The only thing about Africans is the kinkiness. You might say, well, no, I know that's not a white person with their hair. Not a problem. Let's go to Pakistan. Let's go to India where you got a billion people live. When their skin turns white, and I have pictures where I've literally teased people over the years and say, which one of them is white? There's a video popping on YouTube where this guy, when he first comes on, he says, I know what you're thinking. I'm a European. He says, no, I live in such and such, such and such Pakistan. I've never, English is not my first language. I've never been to Europe. And your mind is going to fall to the ground. You're not going to believe your eyes. 
There's a joke in this same video that says, do anyone know a white, how do they say, anybody know an albino newsman? That's a question asked on this particular video. No, you've never seen an albino newsman in India. You have never in your life and never will see an albino newsman. They just picked that career for some reason. Have you ever seen an albino newswoman, a, a newswoman, yeah, or man, in Pakistan? No. Because you don't know what you're looking at. You think you're looking at a white person. That's, they're not white. So my point is, right. if they're not white, what is white? If they can go to Europe and pass for a white, if they don't open up their mouth and say, oh, how do you think about better? If they don't open up their mouth and you think you're looking at a white person with your eyeballs, as best you can see, if they're not white, what is white? So my point to y'all is this. Africa, Ethiopia even have the characteristics. White people, that's not, white people don't have a nose. White people don't have a lip. White people don't have hair. That's not theirs. That hair belongs to melanated people. That nose, the narrow nose is a melanated trait. Narrow lips is a melanated trait. Whites in Europe don't own none of those features. All of those features are different melanated people. So we have bought into a lie promoted in 1681 when we start saying, this person is white, that person is white. It's no such concept. So... Anyway, folks, uh, and uh, y'all just jumping here again. I don't know if y'all want to comment on that or not. But again, folks, we're talking about the Hebrew Israelite pioneer R. A. Campbell. Uh, we interviewed him, and he had a part one, part two, and we're just talking about who is Babylon, why it matters, what we agree on with the bishop, what we disagree, and where we're chewing on. I again, and I would like to know, Brother Lent and Pastor Chris, uh, take on this. I think Pastor Chris was on it. What he said to the bishop, can it be a system? I think he's on it. I think the last caller was on it. I think it's it's a system, and I don't think it's just the Catholic Church, because if it's really global, like this whore really have made all the nations drunk, it's going to be more than one place. So I think America is part of Babylon. I will not retract America. I, I just will say it a little different, thanks to you, Bishop. I won't say America is Babylon. I'll say America is part of Babylon. That's the new Seth after the bishop. Because the Catholic Church ain't nothing to play with. They are the ones that perpetrate these white images all over the world. They're promoting white supremacy. And I think the nations, and I will say I'll give this to, I'll give this to the bishop. I'll give this to the bishop. Y'all hear me? I'm quoting Pastor Chris. I will quote sometime Brother Leonard. I may quote Sister Eliana. I may quote Brother Ella Shure for sure. I'm a part of all these people. These are scholars, man. They may not think they are. But they're looking at their Bible, and they're prayerfully interpreting. And then some of the things Pastor Chris said, he'd be honest, he got from some other scholars. So we're all trying to understand what the Most High is doing tonight. I hope you all understand the spirit behind this show tonight. But I really believe the wine that has made the nations drunk after today, after this week, I've been chewing on this. Bishop brought it up. He didn't quite say it. He said, the wine that has made the nation drunk. Let's get that from Pastor Brother uh, uh, Chris and Brother uh, Leonard right now. What do you think the, line, the wine was that made the nation drunk? I think Bishop said it was the white image of Christ changing the Messiah. I think that's part of it. But what was behind them changing the image of Christ into white is something called white supremacy. At least that's what I call it. 
And I think that's the nation that have made all of the nations drunk. You know, I was in Ethiopia. They have more black images of Christ than anywhere on the planet, Ethiopia. But they had a few white images. And I asked the, the, the curator, I think that's what you call it, the guy of the museum, why do you have these white images of Christ? The brother said, well, we got a bunch of Europeans that come through and we just kind of want to appease them. But Ethiopia have all these black crosses and stuff, like Pastor Chris have in this church. He's got these beautiful Ethiopian crosses. It's all over Ethiopia. But they've got this white image. The white image is everywhere. It's everywhere, well, folks. Said, Go ahead, Brother uh, Chris. Chris. I'm, I'm speaking on the same thing. Uh, you know that what happened in Ethiopia, the Jesuits went down there and gave those Ethiopian curators and priests a lot of money to put the white image of Jesus there. That's what happened. Wow, wow, wow. But I think that is the wine. What do y'all think is the wine? Brother Lynn, what do you think is the wine that made the nations jump? Bishop R.A. Campbell says it was them changing the image of the Messiah. Please. Right. So Daniel chapter 7, verse 24 says that, And the ten horns out of this kingdom are ten kings that shall arise. That's the fourth beast, which is the system. Another shall arise after them, and he shall be diverse from the first. And he shall subdue three kings. That's what I keep saying. It's Constantine. He, he subdued the other three men, and he became the emperor again. And when he did that, he and he shall speak great words against the Most High, and he shall wear out the saints of the Most High. That's the Israelites of the Most High. And he shall change. This is the cup right here. He shall change times and laws, and they shall be given unto the hand until a time, time, and dividing of time. In 26, but the judgment, but the judgment shall be set, and, and they shall take away his kingdom, Constantine kingdom. We still dealing with it. Everything he set up at the Constantine field is still in place today. And so, another, one more thing, you said that the that the uh, the, the white folks, the JFAC. Well, let's look at that because I mentioned city state. Rome is a city state. The Vatican is a city state. The Vatican, I mean, uh, Washington D.C. In the city state and London That's the power it, the, the religious part is in Rome The, the military part is in Washington D.C. And the financial part is in London That's the system that's spread over the whole world But Constantine set it up When he said by this we will conquer though He wasn't using the truth about the cross he infused the true gospel with something, again, called white supremacy, where they change everything about the story. That's why I say this is the wine that made the nation I'll, I'll leave that alone. I'll only leave that part alone. You know what, sir? I, I would ahead, agree bro. with that, but... but um, I would agree with the, with the picture, you know, the, the picture of... Uh, Yeshua, but it's also evil and other things. You know, evil and, and the evil system, evil system and evil things that are contrary to God's will, like homosexuality yeah, is that. okay in, in the culture, but it's not okay according to the to God's word. Um, well, uh, that's sin, been around murder. forever, though. But that's been around forever, though. This is going to be the right. nation of Trump. Hold on a second. Hold on a second. Hold on a second. Really quickly. Wait, wait, wait. Can, can I finish, bro? 
if you look at Western history, Western Christians have done more killing, genocide, and shed more blood than any other people in the history of humankind. The Europeans, How are they you know, like you do? said. I'm, I'm not denying how they're able to do it, but they're just a culture that's bloodthirsty and greedy. They would not be able to do that if they told the truth about everything. If they told the Deception. truth about who they are. Deception. If they told Deception. But that's all but that's all a part of this Babylonian system. And and one one thing that Babylon did that a lot of people don't realize, Babylon when they were a world power, they controlled all the wealth and resources on the earth. Now you know it, it like today like people in Jamaica have to go to them, some European country to buy rice if they have to do it. They control everything, all the resources, the food, the money, they control it saying. all. I guess what I'm saying, Pastor, and this is good, everybody. I hope y'all listen to this. We have some serious calls tonight, starting with Brother Casselberry and, and uh, uh, Brother Imar. This is all good. Listen, you're saying what they're doing. I'm saying you just can't get people to allow you to rule over them without something. People have to lay down the law whites to do what they're doing. They're just not overpowering. They're not that right. strong. I'm not, I'm not, first, first, first that's why I say in, the, image, the, image, the image and the theology that they have given makes absolutely. them, you know, they conquer you physically. Then they, then they take your God away and say, look at this white man. He's all-powerful. He's the son of the Most High. You know, in other words, so you started assigning the power of Yahweh to them. Right. A white Jesus, but I, don't think... I, I call that, all that, is, all that is is oppressor worship. So you, you, everything that is assigned to God, all the characteristics, mighty, all-truthful, all-powerful, you assign to your oppressor. And that keeps, you, that keeps you down from, you know, because he God. In, the, in your subconscious mind, you can't when you you can't determine uh, a picture of a white man and a white man that that's that's God. So you assign Absolutely. all the attributes of God to a man, and that's a part Absolutely. of the, the like. I think that's what you're trying to hit on about about the symbol. It's a psychological. It's a psychological trick. You don't see Absolutely. God in the image of yourself. You see they God in the image it. of one the the same man who oppressing you. So if master going to beat me, beat me for doing something, well, he God, he's doing the right thing. God punishing me. Deep down in your subconscious mind, that's what it was intended to do because you see them all powerful and, and, and are giving them the attributes of the most high. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Yeah, so, so changing the Sabbath is worse than that. Changing the Sabbath is worse than that. Constantine changed the Shabbat. Yeah. All that. I think. I think I think changing the Sabbath. Okay, I think Pastor Chris said he said conquer them physically first. I think they conquer conquer them mentally first. The one thing about white people when they go into countries that haven't seen a lot of white people, the first response of people is to fear them. I remember Papua New Guinea. They actually showed cameras on PBS of Papua New Guinea and seeing whites for the first time. The first initial response was they were afraid to, of. To Right, and they went to throw spears in the other Papua New Guinea and say, no, 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 stop, stop, no, please, no. These are our friends. And then they get a little closer, and they grab their spears again. 
uh, whatever they had, the little weapons thing. And then they get they got they was about a hundred feet away when they first grabbed the the, the 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 weapons. And then they got a little closer and they grabbed the weapons again. And then the other popping again said, No, please, no, no, no. And they got a little closer. And then they got a little closer. When they finally got closer to the white man, and he allowed them to touch him, you should have saw it. I had my kids to watch this. It was amazing. Well, that is the normal response of a human being when you've been around a melanated people. And I'm not trying to throw whites on the bus because, again, these are our people. They are us. We are them. I don't believe in that us and them. They are less pigmented, pigmented Africans. I will go with my grace saying that. I know the Father showed me that. I've seen it. I've researched it. I've talked to doctors. I've been asked the hard question. I'm telling you. After a while, humans can't produce pigments. If they mix with somebody else, they will continue to produce those offsprings with no pigments in their eyes, blonde hair, blue eyes, even freckle face. All of that is same conversation. So my thing is this. You've got to tell people something to where they don't want to kill you. So they flip around and say, we're superior. We're superior. Right. In China and Tanzania right now, in Tanzania right now, there's more Alabamas in Tanzania than anywhere in the world, and they literally tell the Tanzania these people have superpowers. You've got to say something like that because you're not going to fit in normal. So they just say we're superior. And it flies. It sells. And then they start burning down libraries where the truth is, burning down where the truth is, knocking off the nose of the Sphinx that shows African people where they're They just go around the world destroying all truth. Now the world is drunk with the wine that makes them drunk. Means they're not operating their full strength. Drunk means they're not operating their full strength. Drunk means you're not you're, you're not you're, you're not fighting as strong as you could be. They're drunk by this lie. That's what makes whites be able to rule, like Pastor Chris just saying, because nations are drunk. These are God's chosen. Nations are drunk. You know. And people don't realize white skin, like brother, uh, the brother Leonard just said brilliantly. I know that was hard what he said. It was a curse initially. But don't feel too bad, white folks, so-called white people, which is no such thing. You're African without pigmentation, really. Don't feel too bad because when we lose thinning of the hair, it's the same thing. It's just in the same chapter of Leviticus. The father did not make a hair to not be able to produce hair. Fathers not to make women to not be able to not bear children. No offense to that woman or that person with no pigmentation. It's sin. Some people was cursed like Gehazi with it. Uh, you know, naming some prophets will curse people. We don't have that kind of power today, but you could. Back then, they would curse people white. Go figure. That ain't me. That's your Bible. So, huh, I'm sorry. It's just the truth. So that what you're looking at, white skin, and I'm going to go ahead and take another step further. I'm going to upset a lot of you black folks. But light skin is not far from it. Because the same skin diseases white skin, a lot of our light skin, the people that can pass for white, it's just the same thing. So why y'all trying to separate us talking about whites over here and blacks over there? We're the same human species, folks. Israel, ready for this? Israel, Israel, Israelites had these people in their tribe that had white skin. Else Leviticus 13 wouldn't have been wrote in the first place. So be very careful with talking about us and them and white folks. You talk about your own people in terms of human beings. They're, you know, so 
I just want people to understand that because we cannot afford a lie. A lie is going to be hard. It's going to cause us to trip up. And that's why you get all these Israelites out there on the street dogging out white, saying the white man is the white man in Esau and all this. Esau is crazy. That's the craziest theory, Esau white. If Esau was white, his wife was dark skinned, his descendants were, were, they mixed with all types of melanated people. There goes your theory right there talking about Esau. I don't believe that crap. You know what? It don't make no sense. You know what? You know what? We I had mentioned about the book of Enoch and stuff, but you know, in 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 the, in the Enoch, the book of Enoch, it talks about Lamech went to go see Methuselah. That was his father, right? Mm-hmm. Methuselah, Lamech was 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 Methuselah's son, right? Mm-hmm. I don't remember of the, the genealogy, but but what happened? Now check this out. In in the book of Enoch, they describe Noah as as looking like right. Esau, red and hairy. Absolutely. And, albino. Yeah, no, Lamech he's an albino to his, Okay, but Lamech went but uh, went to his father Methuselah and said, "Look, man, my boy Noah is 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 got red and hairy." And he said, "Look, don't worry about it. God meant him to be like that." So he, you know, I'm not saying this is just my theory. So Noah's three sons, it was Noah and a black woman. So would it be possible for Noah to have a black son, a brown son, and a white son? That's the, that, that's, they, there you go. There you go. That's fresh out of the seminaries. And I shoot that theory down, and I wish I had that chart, a genealogy chart, and I'll shoot it down with scriptures. I, I I was taught that. No, I, that, no what, I, Sam, what I just told you came from the scriptures. It was taken no, no, out of the Western out, Bible. But, what you just said came okay. from the scripture is by Lamech yes. and Noah being, and that's from the Apocrypha, okay, which I believe is true, but that is the Apocrypha. So listen no, to me, but I mean, that, 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 the book of Enoch was in the Old Testament. Right, but it, it was an Old say, Testament book that was removed. I follow you, and, I, and I'm letting you comment, but i got to jump in really quickly. You're right in terms of Noah and Lamech. Right, right, Lamech. You're right. You're right. You're right. Everybody, he's absolutely spot on. But where he is not spot on, when he say, could it be that they had he had a brown son, a white son, and a black son? That's what's there. That's what white supremacy teaching there. And let me show you why. Well, number one, it ain't, it ain't. Hold on. He didn't. Pastor Christian say this in the Bible. He didn't say that part in the Bible. But I'm letting y'all know that part is not in the Bible, and that is straight up racist seminary t- teaching. Let me show you how. Because all of those children mixed, and even if they were all, if two of them was white, Ham had the most children. And remember, what about their black wives? <laughs> what about their wives? Uh, that's what I'm saying. Noah, Noah had a black wife, right? And if he was an they albino, that's what I'm saying. The sons did, too. The if, sons if, did, too. Can, can I read so Couldn't. Yeah, yeah, bro. Yeah, um, that's. I mean, uh, to me, that's 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 not that's kind of off track because uh, I'm reading when 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 Miriam got cursed. It says, and the cloud departed from off the tabernacle, and behold, Miriam became leprous. Leprous only means one thing. Curse means one thing to be turned leprous, white. Leprous. Some of us white, say leprous. White is white. 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 Yeah. So white is. You right. You so right. So she became white as snow. Make your point. We got you on that. Make your point though. I, I, I want to read this because it's going to speak out for itself. No, 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 hold on a second, hold on a second. For time's sake, Brother Leonard, we believe that. That's okay, so, 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 so
because I've talked about this a thousand times. We all know Miriam was cursed white. Make your point. So, 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 so Moses looked at her and said, uh, "She's it's a sin." When he saw that she was white, right. she was a sin. So it's no way under the sun that that uh, Noah was albino. That's, that's well, I mean, I just got that from the Book of Enoch, bro. Yeah, I, yeah, I, 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 I understand what you're saying, but what, what I, what, when, you, when you understand who these people are and what they've done, and when you start talking about the cup that, that Constantine and all them done, that's what they did. They came oh, in okay. and inserted all this stuff all over the scriptures and flipped it all upside down. When you understand what leprosy means, it's just, it, it, it means right. one thing, to be turned white. And it's not good. Absolutely. Right, I agree. So, 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 Yes, it does. I never read that, but I did read it. Okay, go ahead. I'm sorry. Yes, yes, it does. I don't know that I agree with it, but it doesn't matter. Listen to me very careful why it does not matter. Because Noah, whenever somebody was white, it talks about it. As Brother Leonard says, it's called leprosy, Bible leprosy. Not leprosy every day, folks. Don't get it mixed up. Brother Leonard is profoundly right. Miriam was cursed white. And if you don't think it was the white that Brother Leonard is trying to say, Aaron is looking at his sister, and he describes her. Alas, my Lord, let her not be as one who's dead, whose flesh is consumed when it comes from his mother's womb. One more time. Alas, my Lord. My Lord is talking to Moses. They call each other Lord back then. Alas, my Lord, let her not be as one whose flesh is half consumed, who's dead, whose flesh is half consumed when he comes from his own, come on, a stillborn baby. All stillborn babies got one thing in common. They have no pigmentation. Do not Google it. If you're right. eating, you have to throw up. They have no pigmentation. Right. All that woman right. was was cursed white. And when they say half consumed, we're talking about half ate up bleeding guts. It just means half filled in, half colored, half uh, melanated. That's what it means, half consumed. Half of her melanin was consumed with this whiteness, half consumed. It don't mean a baby coming out of the leg and caught off. Because it said, let her not be as one. It means many babies. Let her not be as one who, who's dead, whose flesh is half consumed. I'm talking about a baby, a stillborn baby. So he's looking at Miriam. Let me let me, let me ask you, let, let me ask you a question. So what was Esau? Was he an albino or what? I think Esau. This this whole red and ruddy thing is so weak as water. I get tired of hearing Esau was hairy. You got to be kidding me. There's more hairy Indians, dark skin, than there are in all of Europe. But what are you talking about? Well, white folk hairy. They may be hairy. What about Indians? There's a billion of them. There's not that many white people. There's more dark-skinned people, hairy than white-skinned people. And then this red thing, are you kidding me? There are so many Africans that are the color red, it is not even funny. To imply that the man was red, white folks get red when they blush. It didn't say he blushed, he was red. It's just 
there. But again, even if Esau was white, I just entertain their folly. Because when something is true, you can prove it more than one way. When something is a lie, you got to keep on talking about it. I ask them this question, it shuts up all of them, 100% of them, when I say this. Esau, descendants, were dark-skinned people. Even if he was white, you got to have another white woman to marry to have white kids. You can't marry no dark-skinned kid, and then your kids mix up with other dark-skinned kids for sure, and you come out with a white race talking about that Esau. This don't make no sense. And it makes us look stupid with regards to understanding the Bible because there's intelligent people looking at us saying this craziness. I distance myself from that foolishness. So anyway, so folks, if y'all want to know more about this, I know, I'm, I know I'm talking all authoritative, but I promise you the Father gave it to me. All you got to do is go to Google, type in five switch on Blog Talk Radio Leprosy. There ain't nobody going to come back against that. It just makes all the sense in the world. You can't tell me two albinos that's constantly mixing among themselves is going to keep producing melanated people. It just don't make no sense. There goes your white race right there. And here's another thing I'm going to say, and then I'm going to get last with from Pastor Chris and Brother Leonard. You can take black people, put them on an island, come back in 500 years, there's going to be some white people. You can take white people, put them on an island for 5,000 years, there will not be no black people. One more time. You can take black people, any group of black people, anywhere in the world, anybody that's so-called non-white, put them on an island, come back, there's going to be some white people that can go to Europe and pass for white. Put white people on the island, come back in 5,000 to 5 million years, there ain't going to be one black person. What am I trying to say? Black people, so-called, you don't use, I don't like that word black because it's got all these tags with it. Melanated people can produce everything. Those white people that we hate, they're talking about they versus us. Yes, they raise evil. Yes, they cost, like Pastor Chris said, brilliantly, they're going all over the world doing things. But you got to understand what's behind their mischievousness. Lies, deception. We build America. We're this. We're that. They always put a lies, lies, lies. And when you raise kids with lies, 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 you will associate them with the devil. They they raise like devils. Yes, they act like devils. I'm sorry. Yes, they do. He's right. If you find any kind of major mass murder, they're going to be behind it. But watch carefully. Are they just doing it because it's their nature? Somebody say, yeah, that's it, that's it, that's it. Is it? Or do they normally have a philosophy, Stalin. Normally have a philosophy, Hitler. Normally have a philosophy, Mussolini. Normally have a philosophy, Bush. They have a philosophy, God said, or we're superior. And once you crack that line, like I do with them, they cease. Yes, they do. They cease to operate in that lie. Pair whites to apologize to me and say, I never thought of it like that. I never heard of that. I tell white people, y'all hope you're listening tonight, our white brothers and sisters. Yes, Pastor Chris can go deep down this road, but there was no life in Europe. For thousands and thousands of years, everybody was in Africa, so where are you from? That's what I tell white people. If I ever get shot, it'll probably be for saying that. I look at them and say this, where are you from? You can't be from Great Britain. You can't be from Spain. There was no Spain. Dr. Henry Clark said it brilliantly. I think he said there were 24 dynasties. 
Pastor Christian, correct me. He's a scholar here. But there was dynasties before there was even one big book wrote in Europe. Where are you from? Last words, uh, Brother Lenny, then Pastor Christian, go wrap this up. Well, I just want to quote. I just want to quote David in Second uh, Samuel uh, five and four, verse eight says, "And David said, this is when he took Zion, the city of Zion. And David said on that day, whosoever go up to the gutter, smiteth the Jebusite, and the lame and the blind that his soul hated, he shall be uh, chief and captain. Wherefore they said, the blind and the lame shall not come in into the house. So my point is, is that." The lame and the blind is associated with the albino and with the lesbianism, I mean the uh, leprosy. They go hand in hand. So the Most High hate the lame and the blind and the leprosy. That's why David hated. So that's got to be calibrated. <laughs> My man. My man. Okay, I don't think can I, I just went up. Hold on, hold on. I think a hand is trying to go up. They, they hit one, they let me off. I think they're trying to blink it at me. So hit one again. Okay, uh, this is who I think it is. If this brother went on earlier, I'm going to give him a minute limit. If it's a new caller, we'll give him a little bit more time. But out of respect for the phone line, let's go to the phone lines. we got a caller. Private line, private line, uh, you know who you are. Go ahead with your question or comment. Someone with a private line, you've been pressing one. Go ahead with your question. You're live on the air. We can hear you. I guess he gave up on me. He was pressing one and letting up. If you have a, if you didn't press the, if you dial star six or seven before your number, you're private. If you dial star six or seven and you don't listen to the show tonight, your line is wide open. Go right ahead. Go on once, twice. All right. Uh, but Brother Leonard is right, y'all. It's harsh. But white skin in the Bible days was frowned upon. It was looked at as a curse. It wasn't the only curse now. Again, don't overlook balling of the head, women not able to have children, folks cursed to even die, in Book of Acts, folks are turned over to the Holy Spirit. I mean, it's all kinds of ways the Father cursed, but one of the ways he did curse is through white skin. Brother Leonard, when you're done, because I'm going to go to Pastor Christian and wrap this show up quickly, quickly. Yeah, I'm good. Okay. Brother Leonard, let me ask you something. Do you love all people? Because I, I can hear people now, oh, that brother sounds like he's full of hatred. Do you hate white people? Tell the truth. Yeah, well, I, I love, the, I love uh, what, what, the, what, the, what the Most High Words say. Whatever it is. No, 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 no. Because folk will listen to this show and they need to know. I'm telling y'all right now, I love every single one of y'all human beings, and there ain't nothing you can do about it. That's Brother Seth's confession. But I can't make my panelists to be like that. I want to know because I do well, not want to say this. Let me say this. Let me say this. Okay, uh, it's a serpent showed up in the garden, right? What, what do the serpent have? He got all different color eyes. Blue, green, right. red. I mean, blue, green, all these different color eyes. What do the uh, J-Fat have? Come on. Hold on a second. This person's pushing one again. It's kind of pissing me off, actually. I'm going to try this one more time. And I hate to say that I'm pissed off, but I just, if I open up your line, you need to talk. Okay. The person with, on the private line, one more time, I'm going to open your call up, open up your line. Go right in here with your question or comment. Yes, I was talking before, but for some reason I wasn't heard. But real simple, I'm going to say something, and hopefully this will come you across. You have one minute, Carl. You have one minute, literally one minute. Go right ahead. 
One of the first things the Most High told me upon the beginning of an awakening was this, is that every lie a man believes is a veil and an obstacle against discerning the greater dimensions of truth. The problem we have as a people today is that man has forgotten what was the initial idea from the beginning or what truth is after the multitude of his varying ideas that has drunken his sense of conscience, his drunken his sense of judgment. What's happening here is most of us don't realize that Matthias or Matthew 7 actually says that we judge after a partial perspective, presumptuous before the time, not asking the creator to complete our sense of consideration of all things. Then that in itself is a condemnation because it's irreverence against the creator having no reference point for reverence or respect for him. We're going to have to ask the creator what is necessary that we have a mindset again that he will communicate with us all that we all come to an agreement again. Anything else to stand? Okay, yeah, Carla, we appreciate your comment. We're going to wrap this up, so I'll, really, I'll give you another 30 seconds, and please, no more than 30 seconds, and we're going to just so folks think I'm trying to be fair tonight. You already spoke at least 15 minutes earlier, so go right ahead. Simple statement, another one is simply this. It's not blackness or color of skin, nor is it simply the day of a Shabbat that will make us one in the maker. There's a conscience that we all should have, and it's going to demand that we see beyond what's on the surface. The scripture says it's simple. You will not judge of what his eyes see or what his ears hear. That means there has to be some communication with something something beyond all these variances that can't be knowledge, nor can it be true. Yeah, the most the most I promised us in Isaiah 44, 1 through 5, that he's going to return in the last days and help us. Carl, we appreciate your comment, and Brother Leonard, go ahead and wrap up what you're saying, and then we've got to bring on uh, Pastor Chris. And I don't mean to be rude to y'all, but we've got to wrap this show up, okay? Uh, yeah, we're just trying well, to he promised, us, I, yeah, he promised us in Isaiah 44, 1 through 5, that he's going to uh, return in the last, very last days is where we're at now, and he's going to pour his spirit out upon thy seed, the Israelites, and he's going to start waking them up. That's what we're witnessing all over the world right now, all over YouTube. He's waking the Israelites up, but it also says some to uh, righteousness and some to everlasting content. And, and and one more thing people have to understand is 12 tribes. And the, and, the, and the knowledge and understanding came from the Levites. So you have people waking well, up uh, and well, not Levites. Well, let me say this, Brother Leonard. You know, you didn't. People heard you, and people listening very close to the show. We still got a phone line full of people, y'all. I don't know who they are. Right. A little, little bit more than normal. They're listening all the way to the end. So obviously, we're saying something worthwhile. I ask you a pointed question: Do you love why she didn't say yes? People heard that, Brother Chris. Same question. Yes, sir. No, oh, I don't hate yes. anybody. I, I okay. say, I'm saying no. I don't hate white people. I follow but you. I kind of use the analogy of a sheep and a wolf. A sheep really doesn't <laughs> hurt a wolf. I mean, hate on the wolf. But when a sheep come, when a wolf comes around the sheep, the sheep is aware. He know what the wolf is capable of. Okay. So, so that's, that's, how, that's how I look at it. 
Well, let me say this about a wolf and a sheep. There are black people 600 strong in a park the other day in Fort Worth, Texas, having a good time. And there were some people went into that park and just started shooting. Five people got shot. Probably would have been more had not people went to the ground, all that. And I can go on and on and on talking about some horrible, 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 unimaginable things that dark-skinned people are doing to dark-skinned people. I used to be of the persuasion that white people, if not the devil, close to, until I begin to get close to whites, so-called whites. Again, every time you say that, you're adding in and feeding the lie of a race based on a color. Father, forgive me every time I say that. No such thing. They're not Great Britain. They're not from Britain. They're not Italians. They're not Spaniards because before all of that, everybody was an African. I wish everybody would go back to that name. Otherwise, it's going to be very confusing. And you're not, you either got roots in Africa or you don't. You either got roots in Africa or you don't. You're either human or you're not. So I believe this. I've seen evil with my eyes, and I'm, I, I, I almost wish the people that talk about the white man being the devil, I, I, a part of me wish they were right. It would be so easy, and probably I would be out there killing my people, to be very honest with y'all, and I'm not playing. I know it's recorded. I know people listening, but if I really thought white people was the devil, I would probably be doing something to harm them, but I don't believe that. The thing that I do believe is evil, I am harming it. That's why I do shows. I am firing an AK. No, all jokes aside, I am firing an AK. The AK is a five smooth stone. Why do you think it's called five smooth stones? I am being offensive. I am being violent. The way I fight this giant who is the enemy is with truth. I've seen white people have the heart no different than my own family. If white folks are the devil, that makes them the devil. I've seen black people, of course, loving, wonderful people, but I've seen Satan. And remember, Satan ain't evil. Satan does evil. He's consumed with evil, so you can say it like that. But there's evil all by itself, and then there's Satan over there that's consumed with evil, too. I've seen people full of Satan, and I've seen people full of evil, and they were not white. I can't cause confusion with my teaching. I have to be rock solid. We truly wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities and spiritual wickedness in high places, that uses this wine that have made the nations drunk, and that is the philosophy of white supremacy and all these other philosophies, but that's the big dog right there. It has made everybody drunk. Folks don't want to talk about it. You got all these churches, and you if you say even the term white supremacy, I remember when me and my wife first decided we were going to talk about this, or I decided we were going to talk about it, we felt uncomfortable even saying it at home. We felt uncomfortable, brothers and sisters, brother Leonard, and wrapping this show up quickly, like in less than a couple of minutes. We felt uncomfortable even saying the word white supremacy. Now, what is wrong with saying a phrase? You know why? Yeah. Because we've been programmed a certain way. That's the wine that's got us drunk. 
So when Brother Leonard say what he said about white skin, some of y'all know what y'all thinking. Oh, that brother hate. Well, I'm saying what he's saying. And I love white folks. White people. Right. Af- Africans with lack pigmentation. I honestly, genuinely, honestly love them and don't want a hair of their head touch unless they're going to try to touch a hair on my head. And that's the same for so-called dark-skinned people, too. So all I'm trying to say to y'all is this, to brothers and sisters listening on the show tonight. We, Our war is against philosophies that comes against the Most High. Principalities, spiritual warfare, evil spirits. No, Evil spirits don't get no holler. Ain't nobody talking about evil spirits. And they sitting up here, these fallen angels all around us, uh, influencing men, do everything. I don't hear Hebrew Israelites enough talking about fallen angels. That scares the hell out of me. That's why I don't trust them. They can knock the Sunday churches all they want, but a lot of the Sunday churches at least know who the real enemy is. Listen, y'all, I've enjoyed this show tonight. Uh, Brother uh, Chris, I don't know if you have final words. Let's do it again. Final words from, from uh, go, Brother Leonard. Why don't you go first and then Pastor Chris have a laugh, and we're going to wrap the show up. Okay, you know, uh, I'm thinking uh, a show called um, J-Fat. Who is J-Fat? Japheth was a dark-skinned brother of of, of of Noah. Well, I was thinking maybe a show with who is Japheth go go all the way in on. It. Oh, I don't know. That, that sounds I'll good listen. to me. I'll listen. I'll listen to the show because I'm always open. But at the same time, the Most High is the one that gives meaning and understanding. And when I go and say the things I'm saying. There ain't no recourse. Nobody don't have nothing to say when I, when I break it. If I break it down like I was able to break it down tonight, and I can go even deeper into it, I can, I can talk about science. I can bring up statistics. Remember, I met with doctors. I literally I went to lunch with doctors and said, listen, here's what I'm feeling. It's not just in the skin. Folks, y'all, I got to go, but really quickly. Brother Leonard, Pastor Chris, please hear me. Everybody, y'all going to love this. It's not just humans. It's in plants. Albinism. It's not just in plants. It's an animal, albinism. It's sin. Right. It's judgment on the earth. Brother Leonard don't know. I ain't going to say he don't know it, but he, I don't know if he know how deep what he just said is. That curse that was yeah, up I on do. man I do. I do. of losing pigmentation, it's, it's, on, it's on plants. You'll be going along and you'll see a completely white tree. This, it's, a, it's a curse on the earth. So why would you sit up and think somebody is white, they're more evil, when it's on plants? It's on animals. Anything that's breathing can have all white offspring. Check this out, everybody. I'm going to whisper. Check this out. Y'all ready for this? Every single one of those white plants, white animals is weaker. It's weaker. Go right. ask science. Go ask science. Right. Dr. Francis Chris Wilson talks about an experiment did with a, a gorilla called Snowflake. Snowflake thought he was a brown gorilla until somebody showed him a mirror. And when Snowflake saw this picture of who he was, Dr. Francis Chris Wilson said, he began to break the mirror and cut himself because he wanted to destroy that gorilla not knowing, that's you, Snowflake. You're not the same color as all the other gorillas. This is not hatred, though. I'm telling y'all right now, this is not hatred because these are African people. What are y'all going to do about the Ethiopians that have albinos? They can go to Europe and pass away. They have that nose. Ethiopians have that smaller lip. They own that. Whites don't own that. 
But I just think we've got to get out of the hatred that don't make no sense, that's going to cause a shipwreck. And if we ever go into a national forum, we're going to look crazy when these scholars in the audience has got all these degrees and they know about genealogy. They're going to eat us alive, but they don't eat me alive. I'm going to say it again. They don't eat me alive. I'm going to say it again. They don't eat me alive. I put some on the doctor of uh, Chetty from the University of Cincinnati. He says, well, the leprosy that I see in India, you die. But the leprosy in the Bible, you don't die. I said, well, Dr. Chetty, I believe that in the Bible, they was cursed with whiteness. And yeah, uh, I don't think the leprosy you're treating in India is the leprosy in the Bible at all. I think the leprosy in the Bible is always just white skin. And these are the exact words of the University of Cincinnati. Back then, their dermatologist president, he said these words. Ah-ha. Interpreted what you think that means, whatever you want. I think he was like, wow, I never thought of that. That's what he said to me. So, anyway, folks, we got to go. We got to go. We got to go. 30 seconds. Uh, Brother Leonard, quickly, 30 seconds. Literally 30 seconds. Yeah, 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 um, 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 our forefathers. Jeremiah, Ezekiel, Obadiah, they were talking to the angels. I don't think I don't think these people scientists got anything on the angels. So that was that's my ending comment. Well now, as as usual you always put someone on mind. Uh you and Pastor Chris, I mean I really enjoyed y'all tonight. I don't know about anybody else, but both of y'all said some key things in the uncovering of what Pastor uh, excuse me, Bishop Ari Campbell was saying. We tried to uh, 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 talk about part one and part two. We got off a, on a few little trails, but I think it was very needed. Folks, I kid you not, this phone line is still lit up a lot of people. So those of you who are tuning in, Bishop Campbell, tune in next week. We're going to try to have him on again. We're going to try one more time to have the bishop on. Uh, Pastor Chris Madwick, please, quickly, quickly, 30 seconds. Yeah, yeah. Well, well, first of all, I wanted to tell Brother Leonard. Brother Leonard brought a lot to the program, and Brother, I agree with everything you said. No disagreement mm-hmm. at all, and I'm gonna I'm just say this. I should maybe I shouldn't say this, but they had to have two brothers from the booth to get it right. <laughs> okay. <laughs> what was that? You no, know, but what I just wanted it? to say the booth. You know, for you, Seth, that means people from Louisiana, because you know Louisiana shaped oh, like a booth. Oh, okay. And you okay. didn't, you know, okay. me and brother, me and, me, me and my brother Leonard, we are both from Louisiana. But anyway, oh, uh, I, I think uh, it was a good. It was a good discussion, and you know we 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 got up on this ethnic thing, but I'm just gonna say in the in the New Testament, and when Jesus went to the temple and turned over the tables, uh, they would uh, the place where he turned over the tables was called the Gentiles' court because the Hebrews didn't allow Gentiles to even go in the temple; they would have to stay outside, and they had a door, you know, like where they could see the service, but they weren't even allowed inside, and those were Gentiles who were selling those overpriced sacrificial animals to the people who come and need, you know, come to the temple and need something that's uh, animal to sacrifice. So it is in the Bible. It's not racism, but that's the way they were. But those Gentiles back the then were not just white-skinned people. Those Gentiles back then, remember Israel had white-skinned well, people. Well, no, they, they were, were because remember be... the Roman army, they were occupied by the Roman army. And they were I don't not think white. The they were not Roman black. Army I don't think the initial Roman army was white at all. I don't think. I think we looked at the Bible. You ever seen really paintings cool. and pictures? Have you ever seen? Well, what what are you basing that on? 
Have you ever seen I, Based upon the whole leprosy teaching of Leviticus 13, I think if in the New Testament the Romans were, were white, it would have said lepers. I just don't believe that. But anyway, that's a whole other that's a whole other can of worms. But I do not believe the people in the Bible days when Christ was crucified, none of the people were white. I think the people that was white is when it says, and he had leprosy, and I can prove what I'm saying. So, so all, so, so people who people who were given acknowledgement Caesar were black. Back in Christ's day, yes. And then no, they're wrong, but anyway, I'm not going to argue the point. Hold, hold on, hold on. There's all kind of records. There's all kind of records that talk about the early European. Hold on a second, y'all. We can't get back into this. But I'll say this, and I'll give Leonard 20 seconds out of fairness to him. But there's all kind of records about yeah. the early kings, the early kings being black in Britain, all up in there as black folks. So I have trouble with Maybe all Britain, white. But not Rome. Go it's ahead, all brother. Rome, too. Go ahead, brother. In 20 seconds. I do mean 20 yeah, seconds. Uh, the, the, the third beast is Javan. That's, that's the Macedonians. And the fourth beast is Romans, Chechen. That's white folks. Thank Could you. Be. I don't, that's what that's all I'm saying. All I'm trying to say is this. Before Rome, before any white folks arose in any... There were black folks that did what they did and probably did it just as good. Wicked. Show no. Are we just talking Wicked. about what what was the ethnicity of the people in Rome during Jesus' time? That was that was the question. I don't, I don't think it was white right at all. I, I I don't I don't think it because in the New <laughs> Testament it talks about people. Listen, listen, folks. In the New Testament it talks about people smitten with leprosy. I can go and show you scriptures. We just can't do it tonight. Where they were white. But I mean, so the, so the, Leonard, so the Greeks Leonard, and the, the Greeks. I'm the talking Greeks about in the conquered. Bible days. Thousands of years came after Christ. I think that's when he got whitened up. It don't take long to whiten up something. I just do no, not but believe. I, I, said, I agree. All I'm gonna say is I agree with Brother Leonard that they were white during Jesus' time. That's well, I'm just, I, I, I people hear you. Him. The people hear you, that's fine. I don't have no problem with you disagree with me. All I'm trying to say is if they was all white, what? why would it make a big difference about the lepers? And people, I know people think about Seth, you cuckoo. Lepers is just sore. Lepers, that's Old no, Testament, no. though. That's so, they, had le- they had lepers no, in I'm Jesus' time. I'm talking about time. New Testament lepers. I'm talking about New Testament lepers. Let me just say this really quickly. Well, well if when lepers, I think they were uh, lepers in Jesus' time, second, that's brother. New Testament time, isn't it? Right, I'm saying there was leprosy called, there was lepers in the New Testament and in the Old Testament. If Brother Leonard believed leprosy yeah. in the Old Testament was white skin, he shouldn't flip-flop, and he didn't say this, but he would have to believe that leprosy in the New Testament is the same white skin. And listen to me very careful. If leprosy, for those of you that are thinking I'm cuckoo and saying leprosy is sores, brother, you are so ignorant. If leprosy is sores, why come in Leviticus 13 and 13 it says, when this thing spread all over your body, and it's all over your body, then you're clean. If it's just, yeah, clean up. if it's sores, how much sense would it make if you got one sore, it's like you'd be more clean than if you have sores all over your body. It says in Leviticus 13 and 13, when this thing spread all over your body, then you're clean. Clean means you can go among the people. So if you got a bunch of sores, you can go among the people. It don't make sense what that was that was spreading was white skin. Today we call it vitiligo. So when Michael Jackson turned all white, he is then one tone. I could go into that teaching. It's very important you be one of something. And when you're all color white, you're accepted. But when you're sitting up there different color, 
That stuff was unacceptable by the Most High. He had his laws. He had his laws. He had his laws. You could not be sent up there half black, half white. He wanted one or the other. And if white skin appear on you, if if, if the part of your body have that thing that Marion was talking about, where you can see through the skin, let her not be as one whose flesh is half consumed when it comes from his mother's womb. When 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 Aaron said that about Miriam, if you had a spot that you could see through that white skin, then you was considered unclean, even though you're all white. So I have to, I go into that, folks, in a way nobody else probably go into it. Again, Google, Bosworth Home, Blog Talk Radio, Leprosy. It's tight. It's tight. I'm not all over the place. I'm Bible. I'm Bible. I'm Bible. So I just believe if leprosy was the same in the Old Testament, it had to be the same in the New Testament. If that's the case, then who were those people? Why didn't they call them? And Jesus was tricked by the lepers and, and, and killed. I don't believe that. I think those are dark-skinned people. But I could be wrong. I could be wrong. Again, what Pastor Chris has said could be right. Brother said could be wrong. Brother, what Brother Lynn said could be right. Brother said could be wrong. I always know that. I just got to wrap up the show, folks. Well, Pastor Chris and Brother Lynn, I'm going to meet yeah, you. Yeah, but we, 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 we ain't going to get to settle tonight, man. But, but you know, that we have, that's, a, that's a good topic for another show. But I, I, I agree with Brother Leonard. Maybe we ought, to, we ought to do that, you know, in an sh- upcoming show about who was well, the Well, yeah, I'm dying to do a show on leprosy. I just think, well, I want to do it bad. That's my favorite show, to be honest with you, because I have more ammunition on that than I'll probably do anything. All right, Brother Leonard, Brother Chris, I'm going to meet you live. Thank you all for tuning in tonight. Yes, All right, my brother. Okay. Thank you. All right. And what may some tonight? That brother, Pastor Chris, was no joke. And Brother Leonard always come with the heat, don't he? I'm not just saying that because they're on the show. But they did. I mean, for real, for real, we tried to stay with Ari Campbell, but they ended up going to some very down some roads. I hope y'all heard them. They were saying some serious stuff. But like I say, I love every single one of y'all and really, really, really love every single human being on the face of this planet, and I'm not playing with that. I really mean it. Um, I told y'all which I think, who I think and what I thought evil was. Lies, deception, ignorance, cravings of the flesh, evil spirits. That's the enemy. Folks, listen, next week we're probably going to have on the, the bishop. I do want to mention a, a, a commercial that we have been playing as Brother uh, Dan Wallace. Um, uh, please go and support our old um, He's uh, been a faithful, uh, was on the show there for a while, and Brother Dan is, is recuperating. Uh, but go to his website, www.gospeltrackswild.com. Gospel Tracks Wow. Those of you who have trouble with witnessing and sharing your faith, remember you can have something called Tracks, their little booklets that talk about the gospel, T-R-A-C-T-S. Go to his website, gospeltrackswild.com. GospelTracksWild.com and support our brother. Uh, again, next week we're going to try to have on the bishop again. If that fails, we'll have on Sister Only Love talking about her book and about the 400-year captivity and some other things. Sister Only Love is coming to the Vice on Network. I got two copies of her book today. I'm really excited to have her on. If the bishop don't come on, it'll be Sister Only Love out of New York. Y'all know we had the sister on a couple weeks ago. She was profound. My goodness, never heard a young person go that deep into anything. She just is really, really, really a scholar in her own right. Sister Only Love of uh, of New York uh, uh, will be our uh, guest on uh, next week if the bishop don't come on, but he's welcome. All right? Going to go out with something. I always try to put a, a lot of into the first and the last song. Y'all know that. And um, um, hope y'all listen to the words of this song. Um, 
I'm not playing with that whole love thing, y'all. I just got to keep saying it because too much hatred going on, and you can't reach anybody with hatred. I really, 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 really love all of you, and I mean it with every fiber of my My goodness, what a show. We didn't mean all this, but it just maybe the most high ones told me y'all to hear some of this. Check this song out. It'll be a blessing. Listen to the words. Good night. Fight on.